Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Clayton, and we're men who like men who like movies. We are two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What did you pick out for us to watch this week, Sean? Well, for our cold, dark, wintry days, after Winter's Bone and, you know, New Year, New You of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I went for cold again, and we are going up to Alaska for 30 days of night. Yeah, we did. Which is probably the scariest vampire movies. Well, scariest scariest vampires in one of the scariest movies. (laughs) And we do have a guest here to help help talk with us. We do have a guest here to talk with with us today. We have Jen Adams, writer and podcaster, co-host of The Losers Club and Psychoanalysis Podcasts. Thanks, Jen, for coming. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me. I cannot wait to talk about this movie, specifically Josh Hartnett. Yeah, so why'd you choose this one? (laughs) Well, because of Josh Hartnett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, there I mean, there are a million reasons. I really love this movie. I am a sucker for vampires. I'm a sucker for snow horror, and I am a sucker for Josh Hartnett. Like he's one of my earliest crushes and one of my most enduring crushes and Same. so yeah that's that's <laughs> i just love this movie you know and i feel like it it doesn't get its due a lot you know? no oh i completely agree i think it was unfairly maligned for a while like i think so too yeah like for a, a long i i know it it's like rating it like i remember it was very mixed reviews for a, a long time and i feel like it's getting a little bit of a resurgence now but like it for i remember hearing like a lot of people were like oh it was all right it was all right and i'm like yeah I, well, I remember seeing it and i bought it on dvd because i didn't get a chance to see it in theaters and i was like this is all right <laughs> like, yeah like this is scary like is it a little bit long yes but i think it's yes i think it's scary like it's it's got amazing tension like it builds the world so well mm-hmm. and it Terrifying. looks fantastic too it's yes. so gorgeous it is a gorgeous movie Mm-hmm. like every scene of it it's just like almost every scene could be a picture like a frame yeah like well, i kept I love thinking it. that today i was just mm-hmm. like man that'd be a really good to, like to have in my wall yeah well and it's if either of you read the graphic novel that it's based on i have yes have you i have not, I'm not a, is it do you like it yeah it's pretty good um it's it's a little different like it's mm-hmm. this is really pretty close um I, I know there's some there's some different changes the bit one of the biggest ones is the villain like mm. in the book i think his name is like vicente vicente something like that mm-hmm. he's actually like trying to stop the vampires like mm. which is kind of weird like because he doesn't want them to like basically make it known that like vampires exist so like mm. where the reason they destroy the town in this one spoiler alert <laughs> yeah i mean like that it's very much like he's trying to stop them um interesting it, yeah so it's it was good i haven't read it in years so don't completely quote me on it like mm-hmm. uh, once this came out i was just like well now i need to read the book <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah so i yeah. i haven't read it since what this came out what i think 2007 seven so yeah, i would have seen so. it like 2008 so i would have read it back then so it's been mm. It's been a hot minute. Like I still have it in on like digital form. I just I haven't revisited it in a while. I was going to mm-hmm. for this, but eh, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my friends had to read it in college for an English lit class, and he really liked it. Really? I just don't read a lot of really graphic cool novels, so 
I mean, yeah, I was like, so well, that's awesome. awesome. Well, I have, thing... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was. I have a hard time reading graphic novels. I think they're great and interesting, but they're like too visually overwhelming for me. Like I have a hard time digesting what's on the page, you know. So mm-hmm. I love gotcha. like adaptations of graphic novels because I feel like they are so visually appealing in on the screen, you know. Yeah. No, and I see I love it because I like a frenetic energy. Mm-hmm. So for me, they are very much like that. Um nice. and uh, another reason I really like him is like they also expand the story a little bit usually. Mm-hmm. Like this one does and then there's actually sequels to this. So oh. like um like this isn't like in the movie like Stella at the end of this one like Stella's still alive and she does come back again. Like she oh, comes nice. back in sequel Dark it's days. just not melissa george <laughs> mm. yeah she she doesn't she comes back for the movie but it's <laughs> keely sanchez <laughs> ah, nice. i um, do love keely sanchez she was so I good in too, but it's a it's very and different but perfect getaway i just really like yeah. her <laughs> and then they had they actually had a really cool one where like a vampire gets onto like a space shuttle and <laughs> it ends up like Ooh. i know it sounds insane but like it was actually kind of creepy because like mm-hmm. where do you go like you're on like a space station like they're on like the ISS and like it's it's pretty creepy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I would watch that. I like vampires so, in, in space. I would watch yeah. a vampire anywhere. Really. And vampires yeah. don't need to breathe, so I mean. Exactly right. Right, which in always... space no one can hear you. Be a vampire. You, right. no, nobody can hear you bleed. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which, uh, sorry, this is going to be a really weird question, but I've always wondered this. If they don't have to breathe, why did they not just walk into the water in Midnight Mass? Did you watch Midnight Mass? Oh, I did watch Midnight Mass. I yeah. I wonder why they didn't just walk into the water. It's not like the light you know, can get that far down. That is a good point. But, I, w- yeah. I think I was too busy sobbing at the end to yeah, wonder, <laughs> wonder why they were walking in. Um, I yeah, watched that- it three times. So at that point, I was like, I'm emotionally dead. Let's get to this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't imagine going on that emotional journey more than Oh, one. I had to rewatch the, like, I had to rewatch. Uh, the monologues the, are just so the good. Like, oh, they the- are. They're so good. And I'm a huge Mike Flanagan fan. Um, But I remember I was watching the end of it and I had just kind of binged it all day. And my, it was like the last 10 minutes and my husband walked into the room and I was like sobbing and I screamed (laughs) at him to get out. It's like that moment in uh, Knocked Up where he walks into the delivery room. like you're ruining my cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i get it i was that i had to rewatch i so i rewatched it and then i rewatched the monologue and then i rewatched the monologue again and i got to the end of it i was just like why don't they just walk why doesn't that just walk Mm -hmm. into the water but then again it would be as you know thematically awesome but that's true yeah it's just my brain going Okay, we could have worked this out. <laughs> well, okay, so in um, vampire, some vampires go to Mars book that I read in middle school. There's some rule that where vampires can't cross running water. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that. Heard that. Mm-hmm. So maybe or like it's the evil same spirits and stuff like. Yeah. Well, but the vampire flies across the. The oh, that's ocean. right. He does yeah. fly across. So it. I don't. Maybe it's just so they have different rules. Well, and that's what I love about vampires, and part of what the fun of watching vampire movies is is like t- kind of dissecting each of the the variations of the rules. You know, 
Yes. Mm. Some are sparkly. Some have big fangs and speak other languages. And some, some of them, yeah. Some of them have <laughs> shark's teeth and exactly. are very, very brutal. Yes. <laughs> slightly, slightly attractive. Just a little bit. Are uh, these the most <laughs> brutal vampires that you've seen in a movie? Because I think they are. I'm trying to think of a more brutal vampire. And yeah, they might be. Yeah, I think these are it. So Stephen King has a story called The Night Flyer where mm-hmm. the vampire has like a giant tooth. It essentially just has two giant teeth, uh, one on the top and one on the bottom. And it just like pokes a gigantic hole in your neck. So that might be, he's pretty brutal. But these are more visually appealingly brutal. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, i can, i remember they made a like a tv movie of it i think right of yes the they did it's got did stars it have... miguel ferrer and yes yeah i was gonna say did they have the two teeth i don't I remember that remember i don't i know i don't re- ever remember seeing it because i might be wrong with my description i just kind of have a feeling of remembering reading about it i don't think so but it's no, been but years i've read that and that. it sounds familiar like but mm-hmm. then again i've heard from one that like it's starting to all start off. stephen king's <laughs> got a lot of books yeah, yeah I was gonna he say, really I, does uh, I was, yeah i was gonna say though sometimes they start to run a little bit <laughs> but like that sounds familiar because i remember picturing something like that in my head and thinking oh mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh i know like it just like <laughs> it's like a hole puncher you know yes oh i don't like that <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, these are extremely brutal vampires. I can't think of another like mainstream vampire that yeah, that, that is like this is brutal, right? Exactly. That's in like the cultural consciousness is of vampireness, you know? Yeah, because vampires are usually there's a element of you know sex and lonely and mm-hmm. just different things, and this one doesn't have that. They're just like feral hunters. Yeah, and it's so scary. I love it. Yeah, I. I that, that late vampire um, is a little bit attractive. <laughs> yeah, Danny I was Houston. Say, just I, a little bit. Danny Houston's a little sexy. Yeah, what yeah. I He's, don't yeah, understand but... is like Danny Houston looks like Danny Houston, but the mm-hmm. rest of them, it's like they've made them look almost alien in nature. And I'm like, why does he still look normal? He's talked about being around for centuries. Like, he seems like he's the oldest one. Why is he not deformed? Yeah, they're like, we can't I, mess honestly... up his face. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's Danny Houston. We did like well, and one thing I really like about this is like they feel like a different species. Like mm-hmm. most vampires just feel like a weird offshoot or like a genetically modified version of a human, and like mm-hmm. this is the one where they're just like they don't feel like us. Like they look like us, but they're not. Like, yeah. and it, that's I don't one of think the they look really that like much like this. us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like if you if they had their hood up and like were walking through a crowd, like they could mimic us. Like yeah. they could. Like if, or if you they saw them from behind the, or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they they're at least humanoid. Mm-hmm. Like they're but you know, when they take their you know, when you see them in, in light, they are very much like a different species. And I think that's so scary. <laughs> yeah, like these aren't gonna be able to fake going to high school, you know. And, like, <laughs> Nor like, would are... they have the patience. <laughs> no, 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 they wouldn't. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I think that's part of the reason. That's what makes this movie stand out. Really, is how gory and feral. I think is a good word for it too. Is like they're just they feel like animals but they feel like an animal that is like above us in the evolutionary chain yeah so they're they're like predators exactly yeah and it's terrifying 
uh clayton what about you what's your relationship to this one to this movie oh man i don't even remember the first time i saw it i missed it in theaters i do know that and i feel like i saw it pretty quickly after it came out and i fell in love with it because um also love josh hartnett i (laughs) never have sex dreams um but i will i have had more than one about josh hartnett in my life yep um yep and I also <laughs> love Melissa George. I think at that point, you know, she had been on like Alias and um, Teresa's. Mm. Had Teresa's? Come? Yeah, it had. But um, yeah, anyway. I think Teresa's would have been right. And Amityville time. Horror and stuff. Ooh. And I just really liked her. Mm-hmm. And that so, was good, those were good times for Melissa George. I miss and, her. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, if you get to be in a movie with those abs, that's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. <Seriously. laughs> I love Sorry, Melissa George. Of course. Um, man, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all are making me hot. I know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Um, and yeah, vampires. And I've always loved the juxtaposition of like blood and snow. I think it looks so oh. cool. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more winter set horror movies that were bloody. Um, it's just such a striking imagery, and it's so beautiful and vicious, and I just I love it. Loved it ever yeah. since, and I watch it as often as I can, preferably it's under so- blankies. <laughs> yeah, snow horror is one of my absolute favorite things in the world, is what, especially when the snow gets bloody. And this one, it ups the ante because we get bloody snow, and then we get fire snow, yes. too. <laughs> you know? It's incredible. It's like the thing level of snowy awesomeness oh my gosh it's so true and even when like the oil pipeline like Mm -hmm. that scene i Mm -hmm. the scene where it's like running down the hill i'm just like oh my gosh it's so beautiful oh i know every time there's like an aerial shot of the city i'm just like oh i love this (laughs) i know oh my god and that massacre scene is just it's perfection oh yeah, I was. Did you know that most of the snow is actually salt? <laughs> no. Oh, oh looks... I'm sorry. Does that hurt you? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. it, I'm marveling. It looks like, great. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I, that makes me happier for the actors too. You know. Well, yeah, because yeah, they filmed it in New Zealand, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, did they? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, Manu Bennett, <laughs> Manu Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. <laughs> um, hottie from Spartacus. There's a friend that killed his family in the movie. Um, I don't know. Oh, if I, okay. Spartacus. I was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, my brain did not process who you said, and I was like, what? Who? <laughs> In the movie, his cop yeah, friend that killed his family Billy. was oh, was uh, Crixus in Spartacus. Ah, um, okay, gotcha. <laughs> he looks very different with his clothes on and a beard. I know. Uh, yeah lots of sweatery layers yeah when he's not just like standing around naked with Mm. lucy lawless you know um anyway i think i need to pour some water (laughs) the thirsty episode (laughs) (laughs) so would you guys recommend this fuck yeah i would (laughs) yes yeah in case you can't tell from the last you know couple minutes of us talking about it oh yeah we love this yeah i mean it's not a perfect movie and i agree it Mm -hmm. does i mean i think you probably cut out maybe 15 minutes of it oh yeah Um, but it it's like it knows exactly what it's doing and it is 
I feel like for what it is doing, it is a perfect version of itself, you know? Yes, absolutely. I, like you said, I think it's just a little bit overlong. If they would have trimmed it just a bit for me, I think mm-hmm. this would have been really, like, it, like, and for me, it is in my top, like, snowy horror movies. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, The Thing, you know, The Shining, this, like, yep. Cold Prey. Like, those are all movies that, like, I when I'm thinking of snow, I'm like, oh, those are the ones I'm going to watch. <laughs> like, yep. mm-hmm. like, this is, like, those my, are my like, top three vampire movies. Same. I, yeah. Yeah, I would say It'd so be like too. this and this Dracula and uh I just forgot the third one, but um <laughs> I'm, I think this and Lost Boys and Fright Night would be up there for me. Ooh, good choices. Um, but yeah, this one definitely up there too because it because it's just a unique vampire story too, you mm-hmm. know, and like the genius of it being a period of time where the sun doesn't come out so of course vampires would be attractive to that you know it's just it feels like such a simple concept and it's done really really well with really it's very effective people. yeah and while it is a little bit long i don't think the pacing really ever drags in it i'm always no. engaged but yes it could definitely be there's a tighter there's a tighter edit in there <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say there's a couple moments where i'm just like okay guys like this is the same thing that's happened like we've just gotta move it on a little bit faster like Mm -hmm. i I never at the point where i'm just like checking my watch but i am at the point where i'm just there's a couple points where i'm just like okay guys let's let's move it along like (laughs) like, yeah well and it also like it counts down for us too so we're aware of time passing so there's I, i believe there's one point where it's like 18 days left and so you're very aware of how much time you still have left in the movie, even though it doesn't. I agree. It and it jumps feel through like it really arbitrarily. It's like the right. first day, seven days, 18. Then like, So it's not yeah. like a steady. Yeah, it'd be nicer yeah. to know like, OK, we have this much left, but you never know how it's going to jump or how much it's going to jump. Yeah. And I feel like they might they maybe could just cut one of those jumps, you know. Even though I do, there's, I don't know which one I would not. I know. I'm like, I don't see. know. I can't think of any scene that I would just. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to cut the one where she's under the house. I don't want to cut the one with the record player. I, don't I would honestly, cut, you know. uh, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I'd probably cut the old man and his father or the man, mm. the man and his father. Like when mm-hmm. she goes downstairs and like, I love the scene of like the vampire walking in and like, it's, it's creepy, but like, it's kind of just. I think it's there for humanitarian purposes. Mm-hmm. And I think if they would have just kind of excised that, like, I think this would have been, it would have, that would have been a little bit better for me. Cause That's they do. I, I mean, it is supposed to be like the, like a human center to it. Like, Hey, like this is. You and know, also like, like, we've got to be quiet and hide, but we've got like an elderly person with dementia yeah so it for me that's the really the one i'm just like okay like i get it like i understand where it's going but for me that's the point where i'm just like that could be excised and it would just run it a little tighter for me yeah and i feel like it's such a bleak story like we get some very upsetting emotional beats later in the movie that i don't feel like it would be taking away like the heart of the film you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely and i mean and you feel for him but like you don't get to know these people like that's true yeah like you just know like the dad has you know dementia and like you but you don't know who he is you don't know like it's just a father and his son and like mm-hmm. I, that's that can be inherently sad in it but i i just find it a little bit like we don't know them 
Like, we've met the guy for literally 20 seconds. Like, he's the helicopter pilot. Like, other than that, we don't know these people. Like, uh, you don't know their last names until the credits. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you don't, like, so I barely knew their names. Only, like, I knew the, 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 the dads only because, like, they said it 15 times. Mm-hmm. but for me that's that's the part i would probably excise like yeah i think most. that'd probably be a smart cut yeah yeah but then i would also want a little bit i'm like i want to know why they broke up every yeah. time i watch that i'm so curious <laughs> i'm like what went wrong in their relationship she makes that comment about children mm-hmm. but she also has that other comment about you know there's not enough time in the world to explain what went wrong with us Mm-hmm. them being melissa george and josh Hartnett's yes. characters. why would you yeah. break up with josh hartnett i don't know uh, <laughs> it's a uh, mystery she will never tell us apparently right. uh, yeah yeah i and i do enjoy that that is like i feel like it gives us a little bit more than like she's like this quirky girl in town that he's had a crush on and now he finally gets up to gets to ask her out which like i feel like a lot of movies do like i like Mm. this kind of strained relationship and they're stuck together and they learn to like remember what they loved about each other through this story because i feel like it's it's a really great emotional hook without as much as i do want to know why they broke up we don't need to explain anything more in the no. movie to get us on board. You know I just I mean? personally like, want to know. <laughs> no, I do too. Because seriously, you're one of those nosy neighbors out there. <laughs> it's a Clayton small town, like... Sean. There's like a hundred people there. <laughs> Clayton would be all like, "So Stella, why did you guys break up?" I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like I'm not getting into this with you, Clayton. <laughs> so is it forever? Is is Evan just free now? Like, free? I guess so. <laughs> I mean. If he looks like Josh Hartnett, I don't blame. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't look like Josh Hartnett so much at the end. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd still. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you mean in Ashy, Ashy Josh Hartnett or Vampire Josh Hartnett? Or I mean, both? Vampire I Josh Hartnett, but I don't oh, know yeah. that I would. <laughs> no. If you say you won't pick Ash to Hartman out of that, I don't oh know what I would do with you. So I was going back, because we covered this on Psychoanalysis about a year and a half ago, and I was going back through my notes, and in the synopsis I wrote, when he turns into the vampire, I wrote, Josh Hartnett painfully becomes the hottest vampire since Eric Northman. Jen has an existential tri- crisis trying to figure out which one is hotter. Oh, He's man. Very attractive <laughs> vampire. <laughs> Oh, um, I'm going for sheer sex appeal. I'll go with Eric. Uh, I, I also, think so too. I think yeah. I would have to pick Eric. But who just, would you I'd want to like to. be in a relationship with? It would be Josh Hartnett. Yes, I don't think you can trust him. But if you just wanted to have hot vampire sex, <laughs> Eric's your guy. Oh, yeah. Or, I think I would... Why do you have to choose? You know. Can I have a season both four, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Can we have season four, Eric, when he's like amnesiac? <laughs> when he's nice and he's in yeah. love with yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that one. I'll be in a relationship with. Yeah. I want regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, actually, honestly, okay, I have some. I have a vampire. I'd pick about both of them. Godric. Ooh. Oh, Godric was gorgeous. Yes, mm. Godric. Was Mic gorgeous. drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Or. Kiefer Sutherland is David. No, oh, I do that. not find Kiefer Sutherland attractive <laughs> at all. I think he looks like a rabbit. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, 
Man, but David, that he is, just wanted, Jason Patrick is a pretty hot vampire. Yeah, Jason, yes. Jason Patrick is good too. <laughs> oh, and Chris oh. Sarandon. Look, they're all hot. <laughs> yeah. Colin Farrell, cannot... also a hot vampire. <laughs> Ooh, yes, very hot vampire. I was going to say, basically, I think it's prerequisite. It vampires is, are yeah. just Vampires are just hot. Although I, I mean, will yeah. counter with... Um, I know Sean, you haven't seen this, but I think the polar opposite of Thirty Days of Night is my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Oh yeah, I think that's about the most polar opposite vampire story. Mm-hmm. And he is not a super sexy vampire because he seems very yeah. sickly. Oh, thanks for telling me it's a vampire story. <laughs> Actually, no, I already knew that. I'm just kidding. I was like, it's pretty <laughs> obvious it's a vampire story. Right, right. <laughs> I had never seen the trailer, Clayton. I was, and I love Patrick Fugit, and so I was excited about that, and I love vampires, and I got about halfway through it, and I've heard that it's fantastic, but I just was not ready for that heavy of a story. It's so heavy. Yeah, I was like, I can't do, it's heavy, and it feels grimy, too, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, everybody is so dirty in this movie, and I just can't, can't, but not like hot, hot film dirty. (laughs) <laughs> no, there's a <laughs> yeah, like actually dirty. <laughs> I apologize for everything. No, you have nothing to apologize for. We're good. No, she's like, evil, like actually evil, not high school evil. <laughs> exactly. We're talking. We're talking vampires, not demons. Thank you, Clean. <laughs> um, Just a slight so, shift. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I just want to get into a little bit on production. Um, okay. 30 Days of Night was directed by David Slade, who also directed Excellent. Hard Candy, Hard Candy uh, and uh, <laughs> Twilight Eclipse. So oh. he's kind of run the gamut. Of, hey, you know, vampires. he made bank for directing Eclipse, though. I did yeah. like Eclipse. That was my favorite of the books. I think that, yeah, that one was, I think, my favorite, too. Um, I don't remember if I loved the movie. I didn't like the casting change. Like, Rachel LaFar, LaFar? Yeah, LaFar. uh uh, For Bryce Dallas Howard. I felt that, like, it was, like, an overlap of, like, three days. And I was like, you really couldn't just give her three days? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I forgot about that. I very, I don't remember hardly anything about Eclipse, except that there's that big part in the tent, I think, that and I think that's the movie that like introduced me to Xavier Samuel, and then after that I found him in the loved really? ones, and everything was great. Yes, I, I saw the I loved. Him I him saw the loved ones before Eclipse. Oh, <laughs> no, I saw Eclipse first. That's right, he's in that. Yes, he's so hot. Yes, he's the her like vampire general lieutenant that's person. Right, he gets turned into a vampire in like the cold open. <laughs> um, the screenplay is by Steve Niles, Stuart Beatty, and Brian Nelson, based on the comic book, but or graphic novel by Steve Niles with art by Ben Templesmith. Which it really is a really cool graphic novel. If you guys ever get a chance to see it, it's a uh, um, very dark and like not just in tone, but like dark in and like uh, the the art of it is dark too. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography by Joe Willems, uh, who did Hard Candy, Hunger Games two through four, and His House. Um, and then oh, I, I will say all this stuff about Hard Candy. Hard Candy is the one movie I really like Elliot Page in. I actually haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Hard Candy? It's Mm-mm. really good. Um, I spoiled it, so I read the synopsis, but I just haven't. 
seen it. Oh yeah, if it's spoiled for you, it's 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 rough, but it's good. Like it's like you're it 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 touches on a subject matter that is very like very scary. Like Mm -hmm. like for not like like everything that the guy the guy goes through is so freaking deserved you're just like <laughs> cheering it but you're but also it's also like, weird because it's patrick wilson so yeah <laughs> so like you're just like by the end of it you're just like yeah but ooh, you're like oh uh, i still don't want to hang out with it yeah like yet. oh like but st- yes it's one of, it's a really good elliot page uh it's been on my list for a while i need to Take it out. Yeah, it's good. And like I they like had Sandra O oh, like 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 top named in it. Like she's like third down and like she's in this not to spoil, I forgot she was in, in it. I was like scene. And I was just like, <laughs> why did they even like they even I know this is like Grey's Anatomy like high mm-hmm. times, but like that's why they did it, but like <laughs> I wanted more Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I always want more Sandra O, oh, you know? And everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and then the music was by Brian Reitzel, um, who I know Clayton will love this. Uh, she did, or he did, I'm sorry, Marie Antoinette and Lost in Translation, Ooh. The Bling Ring, um, and Relic. <laughs> Sophia and Coppola's Hannibal. standby. <laughs> That's so yes. funny. This music is so different than everything. In- <laughs> uh-huh. Which I, which is why I thought you would find that fascinating. Because um, uh, Clayton really does like sophia coppola movies especially i do i do i really do (laughs) (laughs) it was the first movie i ever saw in theaters so oh yeah wow that makes me feel really old (laughs) no i i grew up really christian i wasn't allowed to go to the theater and stuff so i'm i'm 30 i'm 34 he's a late bloomer okay (laughs) so yeah i was like like four (laughs) he wasn't that young yeah i was close to graduating high school when i went Um, (laughs) to i still haven't Um, seen it but I've heard it's great. Oh, it's pretty good. Okay, oh, I'm just filling out my to watch list as yeah. we're talking through all of this. <laughs> I was gonna say it is, uh, it is absolutely beautiful. The costumes are fantastic, and like mm. Kirsten Dunst is really good. Um, Clayton made me watch it. Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Yeah, or something like that. Um, where he was like, "We're watching this," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right. This is really good." <laughs> Because he's tried, like we've no, we've been friends since like about two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and it took him until twenty oh. to go for me to watch that, even though he'd bring it up at least once a year. Oh. The greatest thing about starting a movie podcast is like he can't just get out of watching something. Now. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Oh yeah, you get to choose too. Well, I like to. So I like to watch my movies depending on my mood. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it. Like it, this just looks so <laughs> colorful. Or like, I, <laughs> I'm the same way. Like half of the movies that I love now, I avoided for years until I had to watch them for podcasts. You know, yes. like I had never, I hadn't watched the thing until I had to watch it, and I was like, this is fantastic. Why? Are oh, movies? I saw that when I was like eight. So oh yeah. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's been a favorite since like since I. That's one of Sean's like perfect film. Yeah, it's was, so good. It is very like, good. It is. It's number two in my favorite movies of all time. Like, oh really? It's Aliens and then The Thing, mm. and then followed by The Fly. Apparently, I really love eighties horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's a pretty great uh, era for horror. Yeah. 
Um, I did. Uh, there was a little bit of weird production history. Um, so the vampire language was actually created with the help of a New Zealand linguistics profes- professor. <laughs> Ruth, she's, she's a, a linguist. linguist. <laughs> I knew you would say. Sorry, we uh, quote whenever we see the word linguistics. It's the quote from Closer. <laughs> Mike Nichols, Jules Closer. Like, yeah, girlfriend's name is Ruth. She's a linguist. A linguist. Um, <laughs> so she's was, like, I she's was waiting called for Ruth. It. She's a linguist. a linguist. And I went to see that movie on a first date with a guy. <laughs> oh, and it, it was the most awkward day. <laughs> did you it was speak our afterwards? First was there a second day? <laughs> no, there was not. I mean, we did because we were. I was. Yeah, we were working together at the time, so we had to keep seeing each other. It was very. Very awkward. He was very conservative, also, and I had picked the movie. Like, like, oh, is, is, I don't think this is gonna work out. It tastes like you, but sweeter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was just like cringing. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's like, wonderful. Oh, well, I love that, that you saw fun. that in theaters. I wish I had. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and then most of the night shots are shot. I'm sorry, I keep bringing us back. I'm no, sorry, no, I keep taking us out. <laughs> no, I keep we. I love every tangent, so keep them going. Um, most of the night shots are shot during the day using a day for night process. Um, and then Barrow is based on a, it used to be called Barrow, it is now Ukiagvuk. Um, <laughs> good job, <laughs> thank you. I, I had to look up the pronunciation. <laughs> Um, which in reality doesn't see the sun for roughly 67 days in a row. Yeah. Um, well, so basically it's a little bit different. So the nights, the days get just like progressively shorter until it's finally just gone for, for about 67 days. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and then it starts to come back in smaller ways. Um, and there's a picture of Steve Niles in the attic hangout. Oh, he's the author of the graphic novel, of the right? Graphic novel, yep. And then he awesome. also wrote the first draft of the screenplay. Ah, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I like to do a little bit of cast. Um, I mean, well, we've already talked about Josh. <laughs> Josh Hotnet. Uh, yeah, Josh, Josh Hotnet. <laughs> um, Melissa George. Uh, Danny Houston is actually one of my favorite vampires. The more mm-hmm. I watch this, the more I realize, like. He is an incredible mix of sexy and scary, and I think mm-hmm. that's always so. Com- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And nihilistic. I love how like that quote. God, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, it. and he just when and he I also up, I, I, was like, I just oh, love that we so get so subtitles, funny. but like the people he's talking to don't know what he's saying. But in that yeah. specific moment, I'm like, I think you can oh, tell them to, like <laughs> you well, get it, the gist of it. But yeah, I mean, he says like it, it may not sound exactly like our God, but he's like. Oh, like no mm. god like i mean he's clearly saying that she's doomed yeah <laughs> I mean, like, um it's probably why i like it. i do love a good nihilistic movie mm-hmm, me too and then my other favorite creepy part of this movie and i wish he was in it longer is ben foster oh my god as so the scary. stranger like mm-hmm. he, he he provides so much tension and i really like he's one of my favorite parts of this movie his um, voice in this is so odd, you know. Yeah, it's like it's such weird... a weird performance. I, he's like my favorite little yeah. Ringfield character ever. Yeah, and it's so far. eerie because you're like, what? Who is this guy? You know what? Yeah, yeah. His accent is like 
four different accents. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very much like you can't tell where he's from. You don't know where he's like at. Like oh, it, it's very much it's. it's Once really- we get into like the plot, I have thoughts on him. But oh my god, those teeth! Why did they give mm. him this? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the only part of it I didn't like. <laughs> That is like um, teeth out of a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but <worse>. absolutely. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be like he's living like them, like he. So he sees himself as like a feral animal, mm-hmm. and like what animal brushes their teeth? Yeah, we well, do. Yeah, right? but, but how like, long would it take <laughs> to get like that? Uh, and don't they hurt? You know, I guess you <laughs> yeah. stop feeling it. But I think that's interesting, too, with his accent, because like if he's living around them and they're never speaking English, like how long has it been since he's actually had a conversation with humans? You know, so I bet his voice might start to sound a little odd. Right. That's and a really I mean, good he, explanation. Yeah. And I mean, well, he's on the he comes from the ship like and I I don't think they ever explain it in like the in the graphic novels either. Mm-hmm. But like. I always wonder, like, were they living just, like, on the ship? Like, were they all? I know, the ship? I'm Do just like... Park I, everywhere? Like, I have questions. Yeah. Like, this but, like, movie is, like, an hour and 53 <laughs> minutes long. And there we've discussed, you know, we could cut out, you know, a certain subplot of it. But what I would love to see more of, aside from why they broke up, I would love to see the story of the ship and how they got mm-hmm. there and how he got there. Like just a scene or something like a throwaway, like just something. I'm so curious mm. about that every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little web series or something. That would be yeah. Cool. Or like, I mean, I'd little... take a whole movie. Yeah, or like, the, cool. or like they did with the Watchmen, just like have an animated sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. That'd be a good one. I remember they did. I thought they did something like that. Maybe it was just character things, but I remember on the DVD, they had a, um like little character vignettes i believe and it was remember special features yeah i love special features (laughs) this is why i still buy physical media Uh uh-huh well even still they don't really do special features like they used to even on Mm -hmm. physical media no not i mean but they're a lot unless you're getting like shout factory stuff i get shout i'm getting Mm -hmm. like shout factory screen factory like getting other stuff like uh, even the 4ks i've bought recently have had like newer documentaries or like they at least recycle their old ones mm-hmm. which i'm fine with too like that's okay it's you know how we learn <laughs> but just for instance for comparison also in 2007 and i just had to pick this up for another podcast um rob zombies halloween <laughs> it's got a director's commentary on it and a four a, like a four and a half hour documentary making of for rob zombies halloween four and a half hour documentary half hours Mm -hmm. that's on a disc too and that's just like one of the special features and that like Hmm. that's literally longer than both the movies put together i know and at the time it wasn't even like in texas chainsaw massacre the 2003 one it has a documentary Mm -hmm. making of it that's longer than the movie i think it's like two hours and the movie's you know an hour and a half Oh yeah, um, right. They did used to do that, and I used to just like kind of let the movie take play. it for granted. <laughs> yeah, you know how like you would fall asleep and you'd wake up and the DVD menu would be playing, yes. and then you'd just like hit play so you could go back to sleep or something, you know, and yes. then end up watching it. <laughs> May have done that with Last of the Movie Dead several times. Yeah, then they used to just like give the cast cameras and like let them walk around and just kind of chat and it was really fun 
yeah i i i do i love physical media like mm-hmm. it it just it allows you to kind of see a little bit behind the scenes without yeah. going too far sometimes and like mm-hmm. i love watching how they do it but like sometimes the magic of it is just not knowing too that's so. true uh so what do you say we kind of get into the movie itself yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> um oh also one more fact sorry uh so the ukiavik actually has usually about four thousand people there mm. not just 500 <laughs> uh, could you imagine four thousand people for 67 days with no sunshine oh my no. god Please. um you wouldn't oh, even yeah. need vampires for an entire no. societal breakdown I'm already pale. I'm fine. I'll be okay. Like I do like to stay inside and never go anywhere. So yeah, like I'm fine I feel like this. it's different like, when you're not allowed, though. That's true. Yeah, when it's a choice, I mean, they can still go outside. They're not just stuck in their homes. Like they, that's true. they're just. It's just cold. There wouldn't be any dark. time marker though. Like you'd feel like you were going crazy after a while. That's true. Okay, so when I was in college, I went to visit. Uh, I went to Alaska for about a week and it was in the summer. So like it was just, it stayed light to like one thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and it was really disorienting, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it throws off your circadian <laughs> rhythms. So right. I mean, it's, I, but I, for them, they like, I think even he says it in the movie, like Josh Hart is like, we can survive up here. Cause that's what we do. Right. Like, I think they just, your body would get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you would just, I honestly, I think most of them would just stick to a schedule. Like you go to mm-hmm. bed at this time, like you, you know, like you, you're, you, you may not need the clock, but you're watching it anyway. Right. I and mean, you can get sun lamps too. Like I used yeah. to get up super early and my therapist was like, you should get a sun lamp. So it'll make your body think that it's time to get up. Yeah. And ultraviolet light for yeah, plants that for... don't really need it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like plot point love it but still that's right yeah that's like saying granny girl light you know yeah exactly they should that's exactly what they should have said just granny girl light Mm. also i would really love to see a vampire sorry not to throw another tangent but like i would love to see a vampire movie where vampires couldn't be in any light wait they did that one in the dark never mind sorry (laughs) i just answered my own question (laughs) that was a good one sorry it was very good. <laughs> it was. <Thank> you, Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> um, where so the movie starts with a little bit of text and reads Barrow, Alaska, um, northernmost town in the U.S., isolated with ID or er, isolated in eighty miles of roadless wilderness, cut off every winter for thirty days of night. <gasps> bum bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get introduced to Ben Foster uh which i know we've kind of gone into a little bit but i really think he's one of the creepiest parts of this movie mm-hmm. um until like what and one thing i find like he i it's such an act so that i find so fascinating because like mm-hmm. even when he gets shot like he's not you know like he doesn't put that 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 like the like facade on anymore or like mm-hmm. when they come in like he what like he's like they're like you know we helped you helped us thanks but you're not coming like (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and he knows he's dead 
Right, which is like that's what always happens. Like if anybody out there is thinking about being a familiar, just know they are never going to make you an actual vampire. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you'd be much better off just like not you, Guillermo. Them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> Gizmo. Sorry. Uh, and another thing I really enjoy in this movie is like how systematic the takedown of the town is Mm -hmm. like it's very much like it's kind of a you know it's a step-by-step process on how to like subtly start to you know destroy an entire town like in any way of escape or communication you know, yeah, I had forgotten from... it started with burning the cell phones, which yeah. is just so sinister when you think back, like it, how yeah coordinated it was. You know, mm-hmm. like were yeah, the vampires doing it? Was Ben Foster mm-hmm. just creeping in everybody's houses and like no, watching for Foster. them to sit there, <laughs> waiting yeah. for them to sit their cell phone down? <laughs> well, and that was one thing I was like, and I, I know this is 2007, so like everyone has like flip flow flip phones and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the movie. And, like, so I wonder if, like, how many of them, like, would actually keep them on them. But I was like, did nobody keep theirs on them? Like, nobody just Well, also, had I feel them? like there wasn't really, I don't think there'd really be much service out there either. Well, but mm-hmm. I mean, Melissa yeah. George calls Evan. Yeah. Like, she, when she needs a ride, like, she's able to call him even when she's, like, stuck on whatever road she was on. Right. Um, so also, I, mean, I will I say, think... I did get a vibe from the people in the movie, like, they just kind of want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah why they're that's out true. there. So I feel like they probably wouldn't just want cell phones. They wouldn't want to be gotten a hold of. They're just like, well, and it's like also I feel like I have my phone constantly in my hand because I'm not just calling or texting people. I'm like on Twitter, or I'm online, or I'm you know doing playing some dumb game, you know. And so, but I feel like when phones really just called people and texts were still kind of new you just didn't have them on you all the time yeah you had to pay 10 cents a text that's right (laughs) yeah and then you got in trouble if you went over your minutes you know Mm -hmm. yeah so so i could see people talk to after 9 p.m so you you even need your phone (laughs) right yeah well i mean and i gotta wait for my nighttime minutes right yeah we just weren't (laughs) as connected to it you know yeah it is creepy to think about ben foster in my house though oh like this ben, ben Foster. Foster. Yeah, yeah, this Ben Foster. Like, this Ben Foster. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> uh, but I actually wrote down like uh, kind of like everything they did, but it was like stolen cell phones and then the mm-hmm. killing of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they destroy the helicopter and then they destroy the radio phones and internet and then destroy the power. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's literally a step by step. It's it's almost like tactical. Yeah. Like, it's a tactical takedown of of this town. And I just it like it proves that that like it, it it makes it scarier for me because they're planned it like it's mm-hmm. not just like oh it's we're like just they've go done this before ha, 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 ha. yeah like it's like this could have happened before or this could have happened to another town and I mean you hear of like towns like you know like um oh my gosh what is the one that disappeared in New England uh uh Roanoke Roanoke thank you. Mm-hmm whatever season of american <laughs> horror story oh um, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> roanoke um you know like it, it, it gives me kind of like those vibes of like yeah they could destroy a town without you know without yeah. ever being seen at the first time well and i think the most sinister thing about it is the dogs too because one it's they're killing those sweet little doggies but also like i think with a sit a town like this 
I could see another movie making that the town's secret weapon. Like, oh, we can get out because we've got dog sleds, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And they anticipate that also. And it shows immediately how brutal the movie is going to be. You know? Yeah, because it's not just killing oh, yeah. a dog. And it, it, like, really sh it also, shows how bloody they are. It looks so real. The, it's just... The bloody carcasses. Like, mm -hmm. it's very much... A, I got, like, a thing. Uh, yeah, it's very uh, the thing. Homage. Mm -hmm. um so do you think you guys could live a month without sunlight with josh hartness there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're never leaving the bed we'll be fine <laughs> right. i think i could i always i got a joke like i thrive in darkness like i really like overcast cloudy days you know i think i don't think i could go longer than that but i think i could do it i'm pretty sure i have lived a month without sunlight i have really bad depression my sleep schedules go crazy all the time i'm pretty sure i've got a month without seeing the sun before oh. <laughs> i don't think i could do 30 days without night though that would no oh, oh, oh my Too god, sun. Oh, yeah. god. I need, yeah like the people who live and they're like, oh, it's like sunny until like 4 a.m. And then it's only dark from like 4 a.m. to like 7. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I would die. I need night. Oh, yeah. I want nighttime. Like everyone else is like, I need the sun. And I'm like, don't give me any of that. Right. <laughs> don't yeah, give, all me, the bars give me the Alaska. thickest blackout curtains ever. Thank you. That's what they have. Yeah. All the bars in Alaska have super. They either don't have windows or they have really thick blackout curtains. So wow. like, you can't keep you drinking if you feel like you're supposed to go to work and like an hour you know <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always time for work right <laughs> <laughs> it always feels like 6 a.m it always feels like 6 a.m <laughs> oh, uh i was gonna say I, one other thing is like where does anyone in town like nobody wonders where their cell phones are <laughs> nobody ever mentions it again i always find it funny oh yeah <laughs> and nobody's like where's my cell phone well i uh, forgot that that was a part of the movie because yeah. yeah you're right nobody says it again i guess they're like oh i guess we're fucked you know yeah that's well that's basically it i i don't think i think the attack happens so quickly like i think the only person who's like figuring it out is basically like eben mm -hmm. like eben and like josh hartnett it's wonderful well but he's also the one who's being called for all of it so like mm -hmm. he's you know he's at the forefront like he gets called for the dogs like he realizes the dogs and then you know like he's there like when they find the the helicopter pieces and in, in the muffin muncher or muffin muncher <laughs> muffin muncher <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was, those are two very separate things. Are no. you a muffin muncher? <laughs> Sorry. That sounds well vaguely dirty. <laughs> Maybe more than vaguely. Um but yeah, so and I mean that was foreshadowing, folks. Um <laughs> uh and then like I, he's there when the internet kicks out, and then I think that's like when he realizes like, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> I think that yeah, when he really realized there was a problem was when he found the guy's head on a stake. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty good clue that there is a, a monster afoot. Yeah, yeah. Also, another thing I really think is pretty cool about this movie is like Evan has asthma, and like how many like action heroes or like characters in movies that are not side characters do you have asthma? And yeah, very few. The hand that rocks the cradle. Mm -hmm, that's right. I remember that was what I when I learned what asthma was, and I was like, "Oh my god, 
What I am curious about is he has asthma and it's like this little character touch, but like they don't ever use it. There's not a scene and I kept waiting for it because it's like, oh, he only has his like one inhaler. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting right. for there to be like a complication from it and it just never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's- I mean, he, he it, it kind of is because like when he comes in, he's she's like, where's your inhaler? And he's like, I lost it. And like mm-hmm. he just breathes heavy and then it's like day 18 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So I mean it it it's a little bit brought up but I don't think I think he basically just gets he basically gets signs yeah where he's just like breathe in mm-hmm. breathe out But I like that it's not like it doesn't make him super vulnerable you know it's just kind of part of his character you know it's not his like Achilles heel that's been yeah. he's vulnerable if you looked into yeah. those eyes mm. Yep. I'll help you breathe <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I really you need gonna stop. You need air. I got enough. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um so this movie builds tension so well. Mm-hmm. Especially the first like 30 minutes of it is mm-hmm. one of the it's a very tense like I would change the wording on that. I don't even think it builds tension. I just think it builds straight fucking dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Oh, okay, I'd agree with you. Yeah, that's a yeah. much better word. <laughs> um, and then there, one scene I really like um, is after, like, before the big attack, when Evan is talking to the stranger at the diner, and Stella's like holds the gun to his head, and he like turns around and like lunges at her, mm-hmm. and then Evan just like you know takes him down. I like Stella's little smirk because she's kind of like, mm, yep, he's still got it. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I was also turned on by it. So I, th- I feel like that was just Melissa George in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> like I get to be like, next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I leave again? <laughs> I did like that scene. And I like that she is not like a damsel in distress, too. Mm-hmm. Like she can hold her own in this movie. Um yeah, they, the two of them working together, I think, is one of the things that I really like a lot about this, you know? Yeah, and it does. It feels like they're a partnership. And, mm-hmm. like, you can tell they're, like, strained. Like, there's there's some form of strain between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, when the chips are down, like, he doesn't question her. She doesn't question question him. Like, they yeah. I love that scene when out. she's yeah. like, do you even believe it'll work? He's like, no, but you do. And yeah. even at that point, he's just like, I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they're both intelligent people. Like they're not like the whole movie is the two of them like basically having to lead everyone. Mm-hmm. And that can, in and of itself is, you know, daunting because you have you're not just relying on like yourself or relying like other people are relying on you. Mm-hmm. And I think I find that to be almost scarier than, you know, having to just deal with trying to survive yourself. Right. Yeah. Because then you're going to have to deal with the guilt of that, you know, and that's part of why they don't make it out together is because they're trying to help other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And if they had just said, screw it, we're just going to hide by ourselves for this whole time, they probably would have been fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, not necessarily, because, I mean, if they would have never... Like it, I don't know. I've once they started burning the whole town down. Like I'm sure well, people that's true. Would, like, ran out. Like so, if 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 she wouldn't have 
you know, like if she wouldn't have tried to save Gale, he wouldn't have had a reason to become a vampire. So I'm yeah. sure they would have just like burned. And regardless, <laughs> you, you know, they would have lost Grandma. So that's true. Yeah. So, well, and then also, if they never went for people, they would have never found Jake again because Jake went to the diner. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Jake, right, brother, Jake. Yeah, I think Jake. Yep, Jake. <laughs> like, Jake. I'm just Jake. like the little brother, Mark Rendell. <laughs> Curly hair. Yeah, he's he's cute too. I like him. I was gonna say he's I remember precious. him. In this, <laughs> he in is. This yeah. I was gonna say I only remember him in one other thing, and it was that movie with Renee Zellweger, my one and only, and it was weird. And I think Logan Lerman's in it too. <laughs> oh, I love Logan Lerman. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I remember him from. Uh. Also, there's a Wilhelm scream in this, and mm. I saw that Why? in your notes, and I was trying. I was like half waiting for it, and I, don't, I didn't notice it. So it's when in the attack scene, there's a vampire on a roof of like uh, a building, and like another, like one of the like a guy falls off of it, and he full on Wilhelm screams. <laughs> That's like, wonderful. I was like, that is one of the things in this movie. I'm like, really a Wilhelm scream? Do we really need a Wilhelm scream? <laughs> I mean, I almost kind of think if you have an opportunity to put one in your movie, like, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just like a little wink to everybody. Yeah, I, I guess, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we talked a little bit about Danny Houston, but I mean, like the music playing with the fingernail. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. is such a scary scene like it's so creepy and it it tells you exactly who danny houston is in this movie like mm-hmm. who marlo is and without saying anything like it's yeah so good and that's what kicks off the like the big um awesome brawl in the street or i say brawl like they're fighting they're like just slaughtering yeah the townspeople <laughs> yeah. and it's so it's Fish like a, a barrel exactly yeah 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 and it's like that the the record it's like the call for like okay shit's going down where it's okay to uh to to do all of this it's just awesome and we're okay to cuss yes i've been dropping up thumbs left and right yeah. okay cool i just make sure because i'm an explicit podcast <laughs> no you're good we we nice. are we are adult <laughs> <laughs> nice. um so um, and the- on the vampires, can we talk a little bit about the vampire attacks that have happened before this? Mm-hmm. Because I think they're Ooh. really cool scenes. They're so scary. They're like shark attacks. <laughs> they are. And I love that each one kind of has their own flavor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the woman who, or the, it's the guy who's stuck under the house because the woman is doing yeah. the dishes yeah that one that one's one of the earlier ones i think right? yeah, yeah it's super yeah. early and just the way they like throw her under the house like to each other oh, mm-hmm. the reese's yeah so they're the people with the dogs and that's that's right before the big scene i think the first one is that the first attack is actually um the guy with the head on his pike the mm, older mm-hmm. man at the power that station. one you don't really see it's just creepy but like the ones yeah, that, that specifically was, that i was, was meaning yeah. I was gonna say the second one I think is really scary too, and that's the girl when with it's the two guys, Denise with mm-hmm. the two guys, mm-hmm. and like they're just like one, two, and then literally he's just like he just gets out ripped into the like, 
like, it's and so like, sudden and so like ugh. oh so creepy mm-hmm. and then it's the then it's her being pulled under the house which i remember that being in the trailers and i was like oh this is gonna be scary scary right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, because i feel like in another movie like you could survive under the house for a certain amount of time but like you're gonna freeze there so it's like yeah it's, it's not quite like being in space but it is like like they're there is like if they burn down the town they're gonna die whether the vampires find them or not because it's so cold you know yeah exactly yeah i yeah i just i just every vampire in this movie i think is just so scary like mm-hmm. th- this vampire design is really good like, i love the vampire design in it totally. like they've got like shark teeth they've got those like claws and mm-hmm. like the and those black shark eyes. Like, yes, ugh. the eyes are the creepiest because that just—that's what tells you like these these are not humans. You know? Yeah, like it's there's no soul. Like mm-hmm. um, I actually wrote in the notes that I was like, Danny Houston is a really good villain in this, uh, mm-hmm. intelligent yet completely amoral, a predator of another species. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, that really does fit, does it? <laughs> yeah. I think the scariest one. I mean, Danny Houston is very scary, but the um. Like the one other main dude vampire. The bald one. Oh, uh uh-huh. I think he's so scary. He's a great, like, number two. You know, like, he feels Mm -hmm. like the muscle of, or like, he's going to be the most brutal one. Whereas Danny Houston feels, or Marlo feels like he... Sinister and scary. Yes, very sinister. And it's like he's in charge, so he is the most terrifying. But that guy, I I can't remember his name, he... He feels like if you get near him, he's going to rip you in two. You know? Arvin. Arvin, yeah. Mm. Um, actually, I always find Lilith to be the the woman vampire Marlo's lover, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I find her to be scary, too, because she's very much like... Uh, I like how she asks for permission before she eats anyone every time they're, she's in the mm-hmm. scene, but she's mm-hmm. always just, like, threatening them. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, yeah, I gotta have permission, but you are dead. Like, yeah, like when she, the record player scene, when she's like playing with that woman and she's kind of like twisting her arm around, I just imagine how terrifying it would be to be that woman. Yeah. And, and then like know. allow them, like she allows her to watch like her husband get stabbed, mm-hmm. like with the fireplace poker, like it, they're just toying with them. Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't like, oh, we need you for f- food. Like we're going to eat you, but you are like, this isn't like quick and 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 painless like this is quick this is bloody and endless yeah like you are and it's going not like to they're just savage for sustenance either it's like they're binge eating mm-hmm. <laughs> like a shark feeding frenzy it's like are they gonna eat the rest of the year are they gonna go hibernate um yeah they're just playing with their food and just killing indiscriminately and mm-hmm. you know vampires like they said you know it's taken them centuries to make people think they're just a bad dream mm-hmm. and if they were going around doing this every single day it'd be kind of hard to keep a low profile yeah it's like this is their christmas you know this is where they can kind of like you know not have to worry about that you know um <laughs> 30 days of night secret thanksgiving film exactly yeah what happens <laughs> at 30 days of night stays in 30 days of night <laughs> have a thanksgiving you know what i'm thankful for this town has a lot of nighttime exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it's interesting because they are feral 
but they are also like super intelligent too because they are that like they sent that woman out as bait too and that's a really terrifying oh, moment that's, also that is one I of the most so bad like, for her like mm-hmm. she's so done for and like I know. she's like they don't even just kill her like they toy with her mm-hmm. like they're just slicing her open like they're just and like, you know in that her. cold how bad that would hurt Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're just playing with her like I, I don't know I don't think I would have done what she did like I would have been all like just kill me don't I'm not doing that right or <laughs> like, you just, just run and make them kill you. although you yeah. know maybe she has tried to so I don't know yeah it's it's yeah. just upsetting how they they just look at us as food you know and that mm-hmm. I think is that little girl that really Melissa George rescues at the end mm-hmm. yes um did they have her and send her out as bait, or did she just, like, wander out? Because it didn't seem like they were watching um, her. Yeah, well, there was the one following her, but I, I read somewhere online, I believe, where it was, like, they're a family, that, like, that's the family that uh, Josh Hartnett is all like, hey, g- do you guys have a Jenny? Go back to your house. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, wait until, like, I, I can come and tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they've been waiting the whole time and, like, hiding. Mm-hmm. What I, is happening? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's supposed to be, like, that vampire found them and killed her family. And mm-hmm. she kind of, like, because she's shell-shocked. Like, I don't she's know so she, shell-shocked. Yeah, like, so I think she just, like, walked away. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's supposed to be bait. Because she's not calling for anyone. I mean, Mm-mm. it could be seen that, but, like. He was like, I, 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 I was just confused because it was, she just kind of it was late enough into the 30 days and she's just like wandering by herself in the snow. <laughs> like how yeah. this little girl survived. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of and little girls. Completely gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the little vampire girl. Little vampire girls are always fantastic characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or just uh, yeah. little, little zombie children. Dogs. Little like. <laughs> Uh, she says, "Zombie scary. children, zombie dog, fuck you, yeah. Laura." <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Jen. Whatever, if you I got that was... reference, <laughs> I am going to love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was from American Gods. There's, uh, I, I, that line has stuck with me since I've seen it. Oh. Um, when uh, what? Who was it? Uh, oh my god, what's her name? Uh, um, help me, Clayton. <laughs> oh my god, the she's the protect. <laughs> Betty Gilpin and yes, um, Betty Gilpin. she's like talking to uh, uh, <laughs> Emily Browning. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "You're gonna have a zombie house, zombie kids, zombie dog. Fuck you, Laura." Oh. <laughs> like, and it's it just it stuck with me. Whenever anyone says zombie, I'm just like, "Fuck you, Laura." <laughs> love Betty Gilpin. I yes. love her so much. I'm still like really angry at Netflix about Glow. me too. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah, I was thinking that we were talking about Alison Brie earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hate, like, okay, if you're going to announce that it's renewed, you can't, like, no takes back, no take backs. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> you have to make it. We were promised that final season. Exactly. They let, they ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend she went to the cable company and worked yeah. there. And it was great. <laughs> I just imagine, you remember that, like, State Farm commercial where it was the old man with, like, the dollar on us, like, the fishing line? And he's like, mm-hmm. huh, we almost got it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how oh. I meant the glow. <laughs> yeah. uh, go ahead. Sorry. 
No, I'm just was going to reiterate how frustrating it is. No. <laughs> Glow made me really mad. Mm-hmm. It was oh, one of those uh, shows I was always just like, oh, yes, renew it for another season, renew it for another season. And then it would get renewed and I would get so excited. And then like after that third season, it got renewed and I was like, yay. And then mm-hmm. just kidding. Uh, and they, the second season ends like when they're on the bus and they're, that's that Starship song. Just love mm-hmm. that moment. I was crying. I love that song so much, even though it's the cheesiest song in the world. It's just so happy. It's like these girls really can do it. Sean doesn't understand. He hasn't watched Glow. I was gonna say I only saw. I did watch a couple episodes because you told me to. But I know I did get. I know I've heard such good things, and I really love Betty Gilpin, and I really Mm. love. Just know the story is not going to be resolved. Right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you just have to pretend that you know you will be unfulfilled at the end of it. Even though the journey is wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was like, do I want to start it now that I know that it doesn't end? Like, yeah. It is worth like, it, I think. It's good. I was going to say, Clayton talked about it, like, pardon me, it, like, incessantly, like, when it was on, and I was like, I've got too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I hate how it ended. And mm. I was like, well, now I don't really want to watch it. Yeah, because you know, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's not going to be like, oh. <laughs> Wait till you've got some binging time in you and, you know. Right, like just take a couple day, day yeah. or two and watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, speaking of the little girl vampire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> not that we were, but we are now. <laughs> um, do you, was she supposed to be part of the vampire group or was she part of like, was she, did town? she get turned? Yeah. Like, Nobody. Well, it's just a really small town and none well, of them none recognized of them her. Recognize her. Yeah. But like, I mean, you gen- would you know every child too though like i don't know it's in that small of a town and community i think they would have i think yeah. so yeah probably so yeah she, and i always wonder that just because she's she's really the only one you hear speak english mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i was like well would she like was she just turned recently like enough that she knows america like english or mm-hmm. was she just was she one of them i feel like in my head canon she was turned yeah. by them because she doesn't feel like part of the group she doesn't feel like part of either group you know right. like and i mean she, out of all of them she's in like what that like little like dress so I mean, yeah like, she's really not dressed for winter right like, but none are the rest of the vampires danny so, houston's mean, like, just like in a suit that yeah that's I, the I, other I, thing yeah. i think is so fantastic is like they're all like dressed normally but there's again so feral and they're just getting covered in blood and everything but they're still dressed in nice clothes and yeah, it's kind of like how, like, the it's Night upsetting. of the Living Dead, the zombies, they just kind of arise from the grave and what they were wearing when they were buried, you know? And it's just kind yes. of like, they once they became vampires, they have no more use for changing their clothes. So they're just wearing what they were wearing, you know? At least they weren't wearing anything embarrassing. Well, that's true, yeah. I mean, I guess you could still change if you were wearing, like, like your Sunday underwear and it was Saturday. Oh, so Arvin was originally wearing a Starship shirt? 
He's in like a starship teaser. He's like, no, no, no. This is way too cheesy. Not forever. (laughs) Right, exactly. He's like, people really shit on We Built This City, even though it is a good song. But I can't be associated with this band for the rest of time. I was going to say, I'm more of a nothing's going to stop us now kind of guy. That's the song at the end of season two of Glee. I was wondering if it was. Yes. Oh my God. That is my favorite Starship song. It's so good. Okay. Now, do you love it because of Mannequin 2 on the move? Because that's why uh, I love it. <laughs> I do not. I love it because I love that song. <laughs> it's, it's in Mannequin 2 on the move with uh, William Ragsdale and Christy Swanson, who is... <laughs> Yeah, she's not so fun anymore. But man, Wasn't I used it to love the first mannequin too. It might have been. It was, I think it was because I remember I was on like an '80s like music video binge, and mm. I remember watching it, and I was just like, "Oh, Cape Control." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen Mannequin, the first one, all the way through, but I watched Mannequin too over and over again because it was on USA all the time. I think when it was I haven't show. watched either of them. I find mannequins very creepy. I mean, well, I mean, she comes to life. That's <laughs> She's true. Like a couple so, does that make it less, more creepy, or more less creepy? creepy? Or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean she's I, like full human. It's not just like mannequin moving like a Barbie doll or something. Like it's, I love it's, how your like response to him, like I find mannequins creepy, which was like, well, she comes to life. <laughs> 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 like that's gonna help. <laughs> that makes it so much better. Right. <laughs> she becomes Kim Control. What do you want from her? <laughs> I feel like neither of those movies would hold up very well. Like I haven't seen them in. Uh, I don't I, know, probably I 20 don't, years. I don't remember liking it. It's been no. probably, I think I was like 9 or 10. It was on TV. Yeah. I, like, I had a crush oh. on William Ragsdale, which is why I liked that movie. So Gotcha. I was going to say, I think the first one is, oh my God, what is his name? Um, I am not working today. <laughs> I'm like, this is your I, wheelhouse, Sean. You're the 80s I person. Say, yeah, I, I can't remember. Say, is it? Oh my gosh. He was in. I'm kick myself. He's in. He's in the uh, Less Than Zero, and I don't remember. I have Wikipedia in front of me. Let's look it up. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm IMDBing it because it's going to drive me crazy because I feel like I can see him. Andrew McCarthy. Thank yes, you. Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> right. Like Andrew McCarthy. There we go. Mystery solved. All right, we're good. Uh, and it did, the movie, it received a nomination for Academy Award for Best Original Song for Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, by the way. This is such a good song. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd wear the t-shirt for the No, I would wear the t-shirt. Yeah, that, that really is kind of identifying you as a, a very specific kind like, of vampire. Oh, that one got changed in the 80s. 80s. He's loving vampire, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, there's a different group out there, and they're just, like, one of them's in bell bottoms. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's like the cast of that ghost show, you know, where everybody's wearing yes, those, like, right. highly stylized costumes, you know? Yes. And they're just like, this is this is the very strange version of the village people, isn't <laughs> right. it? Right. Like... Yeah, but they all look like super scary vampires, except they're wearing these goofy costumes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I know. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. I want to see this version really bad. <laughs> like 30 Days of Night, but they're all dressed like John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction after they oh kill the dude. Oh my god, one of them's dressed and like Marie the... Antoinette. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just full on Victorian dress. Like, I would just be like, oh, no. <laughs> 
Um, one person I didn't mention in the cast, but I do want to mention a little bit is uh, Mark Boone Jr. Oh yeah, um, because I I just really like Mark Boone Jr. I think I he's do. really good in pretty much everything. And also, this is the second movie where he has been killed by a master vampire. <laughs> What's the first one? Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, he, I have not he seen is that in one, years. Oh yeah, he's in that. He is the first one to die. <laughs> so oh. out of the group because like he opens the door and then uh he the master vampire just like sticks his arm in him and just like rips it up through half of him and he just falls in half. <laughs> good yeah. death. Yeah, it was yeah. a great death. Like he gets a really good one in this one too, uh, although it's like just being stepped on. Like Yeah. Oof. But he gets a hero moment, which I like. He does. Mm. And I and I think that's that is one of the emotional centers of the film too. I think so too. It's like yeah. cuz he's very much he's like, "Oh, I give him, you know, like tickets so that he he knows he's still part of town." Mm-hmm. And like by the end of it, he's like, "I'm not going to be coming back. Like it's my turn though." Like yeah. to try and like he's it's a very much a nice savior hero moment Mm. and i think it's nice coming from the man who's not a part of town yeah i agree yeah and he's got the you know we get to see mr plow too and when that scene happens but um i really enjoy mark boone jr i was a big fan of sons of anarchy for a while um i don't know if i would recommend it because it is extremely brutal show like i think unnecessarily brutal but did either of you watch sons of anarchy uh, I did I've not. Episodes, I did not think the premise sounded interesting, but I wanted to watch it for reasons. Well, um, I watched it for Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on my list for, for a while. Um, and he's great in it. And most of the acting is really great in it. But Mark Boone Jr. is Bobby on that show. And he's kind of like the right hand. He's very empathetic. Very. I mean, he's playing a biker and he does terrible things, but he's like a really kind biker you know he's kind of playing a similar character so i just see bobby in this role you know right yeah he's he well and i that's the thing is i like mark boone jr a lot i do think he plays similar roles but i think mm-hmm. he's just kind of written that way yeah um but i do hey, if you're I, good at a kind of, them, of role yeah yeah if you were a character actor that is cool I get exactly it. Like, yeah like, just make you your money you work know it. um he's, and then Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He does have a, lo- a small arc where he's an Elvis impersonator on Sons of Anarchy. So he gets to stretch so cool. just a little bit. I know in that they kind of drop it after the first season, I believe. But Oh, <laughs> that's annoying. This plot line isn't really going anywhere. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> right. Like, no, this Elvis you. thing's not really, yeah, doesn't quite fit the tone. How about the, like, burning <laughs> children a lot? Sorry, that's a. Yeah, it gets real dark. Oh, it, gets well, it real sounds dark. good. I just yeah. like the whole motorcycle gang world just seems so foreign. And it's not like, I mean, I watch Breaking Bad. That's pretty foreign, too. Yeah. <laughs> the motorcycle and it's just like, I don't think I could understand this culture enough to enjoy this show. I mean, obviously, it's a good enough show. It went on for a long time. I feel like it would mm-hmm. help explain that world for the average viewer <laughs> there, well there were a lot of plot things like there's a, a rival gang that's called the mayans and like a lot of the inner gang or inner biker gang stuff like Corey and i didn't really understand and when it was like this like plot point about like running guns or something we'd be like yeah, it's just a thing about the mayans and we'd just glaze over it we're like some kind of club drama so yeah i mean I isn't 
isn't Mayan's MC like a spinoff? That's the spinoff, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, which we have I not watched. I remember seeing about it. I was like, I, I hate remember. a spinoff series. <laughs> I, Frasier is the only one that I've liked, but yeah. I Yeah, I was just, the show gets so dark and so brutal and so upsetting by the end that I have a hard time recommending it. Like, if I had known it was going to get I that like dark. Now I, like, want to watch it, and I yeah, never I like, have time to watch it. You're literally just pressing every button like, for Clayton to se- watch I'm like, that's seven <laughs> seasons of TV, I think. I do not have time for this, but now I just really want to watch it. Well, let me tell you, Charlie Hunnam is extremely hot all the way through, so you know, you'll always have that to look forward to. But and does he I get think- naked? I think Katie Segal. Oh yeah, is... yeah, it's an awesome. FX show. Oh yeah, there's some. There's well, some there's hot there's, there's in varying the degrees of FX shows. That's true. Uh, this is, I th- if I remember right, it's more of a, a dirty FX. <laughs> yeah, like, it... it's 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 nighttime FX. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Netflix After Dark. It's, FX it's after. like it's like the Shieldish. <laughs> yeah, FX. <laughs> yeah, there's some very very nice scenes that I enjoyed a lot. Good to know. If I can, if I can put it that way, yeah. Also them involving Charlie Hunnam. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Um, the other poignant moment I did want to bring up um, was our... <laughs> what? I got poor Sean. I got like, <laughs> gotta get no. through this story. And we're just, like, I know. I'm sorry. Men. <laughs> I'm having so, I'm having so much fun, but I'm also like I don't want to keep us on like too many tangents so i'm like right. i'm like let's go we're and then I gotta, letting... like rubber band i gotta snap it back for a second right. <laughs> we are letting people know about hot men and where to find them <laughs> it is yes. a service you it know is. i was gonna say we are doing good work and i am that's absolutely true okay with it. <laughs> 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 um but I, we were talking about the poignant moments of this film and i think the mm-hmm. another really big one is when carter asks uh Evan to kill him after he's mm. been infected. Yeah. And he's like, you know, like my family's dead. Like I'd been wanting to do it, but like I never could. And I found that like it was such a extremely sad but poignant moment that like even after all of it, like he just he's trying to survive and then doesn't make it to the end. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like I was kind of one thing I do I wish is I I wish they would have given him like a hero moment or something mm-hmm. like where he would have like kind of you know Mark Boone Jr. a little bit yeah um like where he tried to like distract them or something like that but I do think it's a that's the uh, that moment for me I think is really the like the emotional heart of the movie yeah that one has really stuck with me too that's one of the things that i remember about the movie is just that it feels like a gut punch you know and i think it's because so many vampire movies i feel like there's part of me that wants to be the vampires you know that wants to like join them and like oh they're so cool they're so hot like i i want to be a vampire it seems like you know it's like the lost boys like it's cool to be a vampire you know Mm -hmm. but i think this movie really gets to the heart of why that is so upsetting in a way that I think interview with a vampire does also. It's like, no, that it's eternity and you're going to watch everybody you love die. You are never going to get to re like, I don't know what you believe of the afterlife, but you're never going to get there, you know? And so for this guy who has lost his entire family and he's like trying to get through every day, knowing that at the end of it, he'll get to be reunited with them and whatever he believes the afterlife is. And if that is taken away from him, 
just the horror of that i feel like hits on another level you know mm-hmm. the horror of eternity mm-hmm. exactly and uh, eternity is uh, fucking scary <laughs> yeah it really is you know and i think there's a like that's such a of, long time <laughs> right like we think about being immortal and it's like oh yeah i'm just not gonna get old and you think about your lifespan and just not getting old for it. And it's, you, you don't think about like, if I were a vampire, like what is the year 3000 going to be, you know, or like the year, I don't know, 4000, you're still going to be there still doing the same shit, you know? Right. And well, and I mean, there's just, it makes all the moments that like we take for granted more important. If mm-hmm. you're going like, because life is finite. Right. Like, because we're going to die. Like, if you, when you recognize you're going to die, like, you recognize the things that are more important to you. And, like, you know, it's, for most people, it's love and, mm-hmm. you know, your family or your friends or your, or even if it's just your dog or your cat, like, those are things you live for. Like, they are, like, <laughs> the moments with them are, it, are, are what make life make life life essentially. exactly like, yeah some people get out of bed every day for pure spite and i respect <laughs> that as just as much uh, yeah yeah i'm one of them i get I, it yeah <laughs> I've, I've had spite spite periods yeah yeah but it's like I, I used to think like when i was in high school and i was like super emo all the time and i was like if my high school boyfriend and i if one of us were to die which one would it, would it be worse for me to die myself or for me to have to live with him dying, you know? And I kept going back and forth about which one would be worse. And I think that's something that, like, we see this guy deal with. Like, it's not just that his whole family has died. It's, like, the second death that he's already survived that. And now he'll never get to see them ever again, you know? Like, he he won't even get eternity with them. It's just, you know. Yeah. And it's just... it. And like you said, it, eternity is scary. Like mm-hmm. you are, like the inevitability of always, like mm-hmm. just sounds like it, it sounds you. great. Like and yeah. and, and, and like in, in some ways it sounds great because I'm just like man, I could read every book and I could mm-hmm. see every movie and but I could would learn you everything. <laughs> right, <laughs> <I'll> just <laughs> getting bigger. And you know, <laughs> and what you know what I have eternity to go through it. Okay, Clayton. All right, we're right. going to be fine. Like, but then there's the question of like, would you want to if you can't talk about it with anybody? You know, right? Like, if you're just alone for you yeah. know, eternity, that that sounds awful. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and and not only that, but you have to eat people like this. You know, like you have to become a monster in order to survive. It just, I don't know. Yes, it's dark. Yeah, it, it is and dark. It's, yeah, and I think dark you're absolutely and tragic. right. I love it. <laughs> this is one of the movies that, like, I really, I, I think you're right. I think it really does show, like, same with like Interview of Vampires, like the, like we can romanticize mm-hmm. being a vampire, like being a lot, you know, like it's sexy, you know, it's all that. It's also lonely. It's an yeah. in, 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 in existence of loneliness. Like, it is inherent in what it is. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that. Like, you're never, like, you will never really know another person. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, it, especially if, like, there's some that, like, you can't change people or whatever. 
like or it's like a specific way and you don't know how like you're always alone like so you right. never learn unless you meet the reincarnation of your dead wife mm. thousands of years later i have crossed Oh oceans, oceans of, of time, time. <laughs> i love that movie so much yes. oh my gosh it's it's Ugh. my favorite it's one of my it's in my top three like if not top vampire movies it might um, be in my top 10 or 20 of horror movies period it's just oh, i like could eat it with a spoon it's yeah so it is good. a gothic opera and mm. every moment of it is great oh. except for maybe like I'll, all right I, I don't love keanu reeves but he's trying so hard <laughs> he really it. is and i mean he could have done a lot worse so, yeah, he really could have. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, but it's, I, it's even got like you forget that Carrie Elways is in that movie. That is how. Oh, I don't. I never is. forget that. I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh, I love. See, I, I love him. It's one of the movies I like. Really love Carrie Elways. Oh, me too. No, what I'm saying is it's so good that I forget one of my all time crushes is yeah. in it because there's so much else there. Oh, At the just, height of his hotness, too. Oh my God! Yes. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, I love him. Let as me you touch wish. it. <laughs> Clint seems so big. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, that's one of my favorite quotes. No. Lucy movie, is I, my fa- Lucy is my favorite part of that movie. Oh like, my gosh, <laughs> uh, she is fantastic. Oh my god. Oh, uh, it's oh, no, mine is. I just want to run around in my garden with a sheer red <laughs> nightgown. <laughs> It is orange. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, it's like orange red. It, yeah, yes. Orange. Yeah. I'm like, I have this with Dolby Vision. I like I don't even have an excuse on the color. Like, it's orange, Clayton. It's orange. <laughs> it's a little bit of a fire fire engine orangey, you know. Also, I know you mentioned interview with a vampire, but also I would not want to be a vampire if I had to listen to Louie for the rest of my existence oh, either. I know. Oh, He's so sorry. Dour. But he didn't just have to listen to him. They were fucking too, so well, that's yeah, true. It wasn't so. all bad. Well, yeah. yeah. But you can, but And then also, not to go off on a tangent about Anne Rice vampires, but, like, their junk don't work. Like, you're, you, like, you cannot, you do not have regular sex. Like, sex is just blood. Like, it is feeding and, like, sharing each other's blood. Yeah. In the books, your, your genitalia does not work. Oh, wow. I haven't read yeah. the... Well, I'm depressing. reading The Witching Hour right now, but I haven't read the, yeah, uh, the like, Vampire. So that's book. that's one of the things. It's like, it is... Well, I will say, in the not... AMC adaptation of Interview with the Vampire, their genitalia works. That's what I've heard. I've heard it, yeah, yeah. it works quite... Quite yeah, frequently. but in the books, they it does not work. Like you cannot get an erection. You cannot be like well, sexually the point stimulated. Of being a vampire. Yeah, yeah. that's well, the whole I thing. Mean, you still get, <laughs> you get sexual stimulation, but it's oh, from, okay. like, from blood. It's like ah. the bloodlust and like it being it's sharing mm. blood and stuff like that. So like the sex is very much like the sex is implied in it more. And that's what makes it more like on the homoerotic undertones of it mm, that, you know, mm-hmm. become strictly just yeah. you know, <laughs> tones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> like for, you know, for at least the first one, like it, you know, like, like they do not have regular sex. Like mm-hmm. their sex is like blood. And, yeah. and it's also terrifying because I mean, uh, at the time it would have came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but i mean yeah it does sound boring but if like, i'm gonna be a vampire i'm gonna have twilight vampire sex where you like destroy houses because you're like it's so good you know like if i have not oh, I just a pictured four pose, buffy and bed, spike <laughs> exactly. like knocking the house down 
Right. They're like, just don't bother us for a year. We'll be good. (laughs) Like, there have been an enormous amount of earthquakes coming from the small island in the Pacific. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Regular intervals. It's odd. Also, really good spinoffs of shows. Angel. Sorry, I needed to throw that in. Mm. I thought about it earlier when you said Mm -hmm. Frasier. And I was like, Frasier's number one. Angel's number two. That's right. I have not gotten to Angel yet. Oh, I'm only on season four of Buffy. So. Oh, okay. But so, but I've heard Angel is actually a little bit better. Buffy, yeah, Angel is technically a better show, but I feel more affection toward Buffy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I grew up more with Buffy. Like I watched both of them like religiously, mm-hmm. but like for me, Buffy was Buffy came out when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I was growing up with Buffy and I I I was a precocious child like so I mean I was like I understood a lot more of the themes when I was younger so mm-hmm. it was really a show I grew up with whereas mm-hmm. Angel is very much about being an adult mm-hmm. and where Buffy is about growing up mm-hmm. and so Angel means more to me now that I'm an adult mm-hmm. than it did when I was younger and I was learning about it mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's it, I I think they're both like they both are on equal footing for mm-hmm. me. Like, I love them both. Like, Buffy got me through a lot, so I have a lot more of a connection with it, but Angel is probably a better series. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Totally watch it. Sorry. <laughs> Plus, like, you know, David Boreanaz at the height of his hotness. Ooh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's Seth Green, too. I was a huge crush on Seth Green, so I was very enjoying those early seasons of Buffy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oz was great. I loved mm-hmm. Oz. <laughs> Cute. Uh, I was gonna say back to the movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're good. You have no, do never apologize. I like I said, I love tangents and I love talking about stuff, so I'm absolutely okay with it. Okay. But I, but I also like I I, I gotta direct sometimes. Yeah. Um, but one thing I have never really understood about this movie is like when Evan was so angry at Billy for killing his family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never understood why he's like so angry at him because honestly, I would rather be shot in the head than butchered. Same. Like, yeah. I, 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 if you thought all hope was lost, I would be all like, shoot me, like kill me. Like, and he was going to join them. It's not like he stayed alive, like just to, out of spite. Like he, couldn't like join them Mm -hmm. like and i i I just every time he's like so angry at him and i think it's supposed to be like i think it's supposed to be like a heartfelt reaction instead Mm -hmm. of a instead of a logical one and that's one thing i that's one scene i'm just like so i also very much think him shooting his family is much kinder Mm -hmm. but eben I think that is probably the biggest insight into his personality that we get in the movie. Mm-hmm. That he is so much like, no, you protect your family no matter what. Don't hurt them. Like, you should die trying to protect them at all costs. And, you know, mm-hmm. and he does. He sacrifices himself for his family. And yeah. I think that's the main thing going on with that. Okay. Yeah, Even though, that. like, logically, yeah, he did his family a kindness, but then also, you know, they could have waited it out, and, yeah, you know, Evan takes him down. 
Well, and I guess that like kind of asks the question is what does protecting your family mean in this, in this case, you know, like if you have lost all hope and I feel like I, I could understand getting to that place, you know, I think when I see Evan's reaction to that, I, I, I think like, cause he knew the family too, and he knew those girls. And I, part of me thinks that the reason that he and Melissa George aren't together anymore is because he wanted kids and she didn't. And that might just be me making like stretching a little bit. No. I know yeah, it was the other way around. It up, was it the other, the way, other around? way around? Mm. Because she's like, isn't it? It's great that you didn't want kids mm. um, when they're in the, the attic. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's the other way around for them. I think she wanted children. He didn't want children. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So, Maybe I think when he sees that the family is dead, it's partly like, how could you do this? But also like, Oh, these people that I know, it's people that feel like my family are dead too, you know? And I wonder if that's but, just where, where his emotion goes is to be mad at him, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like a, he's reciprocal. Like, he's kind of he's kind of making billy the recipient of all his of all his anger and yeah like sadness for what's going on there and maybe he projecting a little bit the, <laughs> yeah because it kind of feels like he's kind of set like the whole movie he's had to like close himself off and i feel like at that point he's very much like like how could you like mm-hmm. you should have protected them like <laughs> Yeah, well, and I mean, I'm sure there's are times when he has wanted to give up, and he it's been a long time, and he has wanted to not have to keep going and not have to keep hope alive for all of these people, and he, I guess he could see Billy giving up as like taking taking the easy way out. I don't know if that's quite what I mean, but you know what I mean, like yeah, like <laughs> I I can hold on, and it's really been really hard for me to hold on this long. Why couldn't you? You know, right? Well, and I mean. But I, I just every time I watch it, I'm just like, man, I, I would, I would have done the same. Like I, yeah. if I thought that it was completely over, if I thought there was no way we could be saved, if there were these terrifying monsters outside that were just slaughtering the people I know and love. And mm-hmm. I mean, and another thing, and I meant to bring it up earlier, but like when they're in the attic and you can hear the people screaming, mm-hmm. like. And then, like, just to be listening to that for however long, like, days, mm. and then silence. All your friends like, and neighbors, like, and then dying the, horribly. most of your friends and neighbors are dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it just, you could, you couldn't, I would be, like, well, that's it. Like, what do we, right. like, there's nothing to do. Like, and especially, like, it, it would have been, like, so hard to try and keep two little girls alive. Like, mm-hmm. if a quiet place taught me anything it's like kids are gonna get um like oh god (laughs) like Mm -hmm. but i mean it it's very much like i i i I really like your misplaced anger and like Mm -hmm. projecting clayton on that one and jen but like yeah for me every time i watch it i'm like why is he so angry at him like if i was in the same situation i wouldn't like after watching what happens to like all of these people like i would much rather just put a bullet in my head yeah, I, I, I kind of agree, yeah. Especially, like, for your daughters, like, if they didn't know it was coming. But I also can't imagine having to do that. It's like, I don't want to spoil the end of The Mist, but it's, you know, right. similar. 
I love the end of the mist. It's so infuriating. (laughs) I pretend that it ended when they get to the car, and I'm like, okay, we're happy. We we got away. Yay! See, and this is one of those like for the mist. I I really wish they would have gone with the book ending, Mm -hmm. like because I think the book ending is a scarier and b less infuriating. Yeah, (laughs) like I understand why they did it. And like I, I know Frank Darabont was just wanting to make like, oh, this he's like this moment's gonna totally fuck with people, uh-huh. and he's right. And we're still talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. like in the book, like it doesn't end. Like they just keep driving, and there's right. nothing. Like the you know the mist is everywhere, mm-hmm. and I found that's even more terrifying because it's just like, well. What that's more now? terrifying but that movie is just such a fuck you ending <laughs> yeah like and that's exactly it is like the, here's these characters which you really like and now they're all dead right and now he gets out and melissa mcbride's about it. and i think that's the biggest slap in the face is seeing the mother who like went to go get her children uh-huh. there i think that's the really the part for me in that movie where you're just like Oh, 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 this movie just wants to like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. stick it in and break it off, doesn't it? Well, it almost <laughs> like it's moralizing too, in a way. And I kind of feel like maybe Thirty Days and Nights doing that a little bit too. Like, yeah, how could you do this to your family when it is a reasonable thing to want to do? You know, I right. mean, not want to do, but it's a reasonable <laughs> decision to come to. You exactly. Know? And well, and then that's the thing is like hindsight is always twenty twenty. Exactly. Like, you. when you're in the moment and you're dealing with what you have and Mm -hmm. what is going on like it's easy to judge but it's hard to do right exactly Mm -hmm. yeah but i i just wanted to bring that up because every time i watch this movie i'm like man he's like so unreasonably mad at him because like you really don't get it yeah Yeah. like i got bigger problems to deal with people (laughs) yeah um I was going to say, and also, I feel so bad for Billy, too. Oh, God, his death. Like, oh, man, he survives, like, and I wonder when they would have died, because if they would have, if it would have been recent, they would have heard the gunshots. Mm. So, you know, this was like. Yeah, it like was during all the mayhem. The mayhem. So I wonder how long they've been dead. Like, and I mean, he's been living in their house just with the bodies of his family mm-hmm. so like i'm like and then to like survive that and then get bitten and then he throws arvin into the like into the muffin i almost called it muffin <laughs> uh, muffin monster it's forever hey, gonna be muffin to me. i'm just like does he did he just have a name in the credits i do not think anybody called him arvin they, at all, all of the in vampires the are named in the credits <laughs> okay um and so yeah no they don't use any of the vampires names except for i don't even think they use marlo um but all the vampires are named in the credits um but the only three i know are the well i know four of them was marlo lilith arvin which is the bald one the Mm -hmm. main the third one and then the one who's chasing the little girl around with the long black hair kind of looks like julian richings Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. but the rest of them i have like there's names on there but i don't know who they are yeah like vampire you know. vampire a vampire b right. vampire c like mm-hmm. one of them's name is dawn and i was like hmm, that's that's a little on the, a little point. On the nose yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was gonna say but yeah he throws him into the muffin monster monster and <laughs> and then and like cut gets like half his arm cut off and Ooh. then gets like axe in the head and I was like damn yeah that death is oh it's 
brutal. Yeah, I, I always seven. feel so bad for him because I'm like, man, this one's a brutal death. Like mm-hmm. he's like everyone like oh, there's no easy death in this movie, but like that's a brutal one, and it feels like almost a punishment for him. And yeah, I, yeah. I hate that for it. It does it feel feels... like he suffers the most of anybody in this movie. You know. Yeah, because he has to live with like he lives with the guilt of what like what he's done. But, like, then he's basically tortured at the end of the movie. And it's, what, like, the day before the end of it? Uh-huh. And I'm like, could a month. You've gone 28 days, 28, 29 days. Mm-hmm. And, like, the day before everything ends, you're just going to get, like, completely wiped out? Um, but yeah. would he have wanted to live longer than that? Like, he murdered his family. Yeah. No, and I get that. But, like, it's also a very vicious death. Like, mm-hmm. it's very it vicious. I will like, say he's speaking... not just like eaten. He's not just like bitten and then just like turns and killed. Like he he does have the hero moment of stopping him, but he loses his hand in it. Yeah. Like it's not just like it, he pushes it in. He turns around and then he's turning. It's like it's straight up just like. Uh no, you're gonna you're gonna get tortured for this. Yeah. Bit. I will say on all the axe related deaths, I always appreciate when a movie shows that it's really hard to just chop off somebody's head or something with one swing Same. Mm-hmm. i really appreciate whether it's a sword or an axe because you know some movies it's always just like swing done mm-hmm. and others, yeah, i you watched know, kill like... bill yesterday it was like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know that it? scene in game of thrones when uh theon's trying to chop off uh what's his face's head mm-hmm. and it just like takes like seven hits <sighs> and uh, especially when um josh hartnett is uh <laughs> sorry takes yeah. the dude in the back room to kill him and you they're just sitting out there and you just hear the like thunk thunk mm. thunk <laughs> and then, yeah yeah and you I hear just... about that with like actual executions back from mm-hmm. like speaking of Marie Antoinette you know times like you would want like a skilled executioner so that it could be a clean cut and you hear about like an executioner that was drunk and like really mangled a body I there was some lady who was murder was executed by I don't know I'm messing all of my names up but apparently like she got up and was like running around the execution lawn and the the oh. executioner was like chasing her down it was like a mess you know that's what it's actually like you know yeah well even um oh my god Saoirse Ronan just played her a few years ago <laughs> um Oh, uh, Mary, Mary Queen, Queen of Scots. Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, <laughs> like it took, I think, several hits to uh, behead her when she got executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it was it two. I think does. it was two or three uh, swings. Yeah, that's why the guillotine was such a uh, a game a handy changer. invention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Onward progress. Onward progress. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial revolution. Here exactly. we come. <laughs> <laughs> they really could have used a guillotine in the uh, in Barrow, Alaska, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> solved it, at least two problems, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, although the the ripper like really takes him down for a minute there. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna lie. The, the I know we're kind of going back a little bit, but when Mark Boone Jr. is just like basically taking like one hand one man arming armying mm. armying uh, them. Yeah, that is a like, really. Ooh, cool that one's taking them down pretty mm-hmm. well. <laughs> um, and they're hard to take down. Remember that scene when the one's running after their car and jumps on top? Oh my god, mm-hmm. I think that is so scary. That's a really like I think that scene's really scary. It is. It's so gorgeous because they get out of yeah. the car. They get out of the car, and you know she's just like. 
get in the car. Get in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's coming, but I don't like it. And then it's, yeah. ugh. Ugh, now, When you just see thing... a figure at a dead run at you, I just think that's frightening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrifying. Don't put me down for it. <laughs> I d- don't put me down for cardio. Like, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, one thing I actually noticed, I believe it was Roger Ebert, in his review, he was talking about how um, sometimes the vampires like to look, are like, you know, supernaturally fast, and then other times they seem slow. Mm. Do you think it's just them playing with their food or like basically like hunting? Mm-hmm. When they're doing the when they're doing the slow, or do you think it's just like inconsistencies? I think it's a plot inconsistency, personally. <laughs> yeah, I think probably. I think when the script when it suits the script, they're very fast, and when it doesn't, then they're slow. Although, I mean, I guess if I were to because later, you know, favor, Josh Hartnett but... was like able to like outrun them, and he's yes. like I'm the fastest and stuff. But like before, like they were flying in their car, and a vampire just like. Whoop, Jumped on him. Yeah. I mean, I do know from Twilight that a newborn vampire does have still their human blood, and that's why they're extra, extra strong. Um, but I don't think these vampires live by Twilight rules. But I think... Like, no. <laughs> I wonder if I could look at... Like, if I were to give the movie credit for this, I could see, like, they are, like, a, a class of strength ahead of us. But that doesn't mean that they all have equal strength and equal speed. And that they don't get tired, they just don't get as tired as we do, or they are a lot stronger than us. So maybe sometimes they're faster, and then other times they're full. They just ate a whole town, you know. That's true. So- I don't want to run a lot. After. I mean, I I never, I never want to run. Who are we kidding? I know. But- yeah. <laughs> Just like Ugh. it's your turn to go get food, honey. <laughs> like, oh no, man! I got the last meal. <laughs> I was just—I was telling you all fair, but I was at this uh this conference where we were just moving and dancing a lot. And after lunch, I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to sit down. My stomach was like gurgling all over the place. It's like, nope. I'm just gonna watch for a minute. Give me a minute. Give yeah. me, let me process. Let exactly. Me, me, yeah. <laughs> like, Those humans, they can get away. I'll, I'll digest the last yeah. one. I was like, I'll catch up to them later. They're right. They're, they're not going anywhere. It's <laughs> that hottie sheriff's I'll be supernaturally fast again. at the next scene. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roger Ebert. <laughs> uh, also, I think I can smell your blood is a great first vampire line. Mm-hmm. That's just a great line. It, yeah, it, I was gonna say it was a great line of job, but I mean, like as a vampire, like that's pretty epic. I'm not gonna lie. Blood. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if you say that to someone in a bar, you would have to be a vampire though, because otherwise, it's you know, I don't know if I want a guy saying that to me to pick me up. <laughs> I don't know. If Josh Hartnick came vampire. up to me and said oh. I could smell your blood, I'd just be like, oh, Josh really? Hartnick can say anything to me, and I think it would work. But like, yeah. <laughs> Really? What's it smell like? Right? <laughs> Twist hair. Oh my god. Yeah. I do. Oh my gosh. Man, I'm wearing are... like 
<laughs> cologne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I probably would turn like into that? a giggly mess and would stop making coherent words. You know. Like, <laughs> thank you. There, there are some incredible vampire quotes in this. Like one of the ones that's my favorite is when man meets a force he can't destroy, he destroys himself. Oh, like, yes, that was a very good one. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like uh, the vampire, like especially Marlowe in this, he's very much like a f- <coughs> intelligent and like philosophical, mm-hmm. but like nihilistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's very much just like nothing matters because you don't matter like, right and and that that's even more terrifying than just like eating me it's like oh you're eating me and ju- unjustifying my existence i appreciate it Thank right <laughs> like, exactly like, mm-hmm. like, ugh, like oh. when even when he's toying with chris and he's like no god like you know like it's a straight up you know like he is just like basically just because they're killing people girl's... they don't have to be mean about it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean they're like it's cruelty, and that's one of the things I like. I really love about these vampires. Yes. they are cruel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they're just cruel. Like there's no reason for them to like butcher the the Kirsten girl, the girl that like they use for bait. Like there's no reason for them to do that. Like they just want to. Mm-hmm. Like, and I th- find that way more terrifying than having someone just be like, you know, than just having a vampire be like, brar, right. I don't know why he roars, but yeah, I was like, I don't think I've ever. I mean, I'd watch that movie, but yeah, I was like, <laughs> vampire dinosaurs. It's coming to oh, sci-fi. Vampires. All right. Yep, I watch it. Velocipaster. Oh Velo- uh, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that little movie. Uh, I have then, not seen it for, for the record. I haven't seen it. Dinopires. I've watched Dinopires. Vampasaurs. I love it even more. <laughs> uh, but there's like this other line that I love. Um, there is no escape, no hope, only hunger and pain. Yes. And I think that kind of gives us a little window into what it's like for them too. Because if they are just hungry and in pain and they've lost every bit of humanity now, then why shouldn't they make other people miserable? You know, mm-hmm. like why shouldn't That's they fair. cause as much destruction as they can? You know, it's like when I'm cranky, Everyone yeah. <laughs> around me is going to be cranky. <laughs> you know? I try, well, and, but <laughs> no, and I get that. Like, and but the th- and one thing I notice is like he does still have compassion. It's just Those vampires. They're mm-hmm. human too. Like, because he puts Lilith out of her misery uh-huh. once she gets burned, right? And he's very much like, you know, well, but in well, I don't even think it, I, I retract that. Sorry, like he it's not compassion that he kills her with he's like what must be broke what can be broken must be broken mm-hmm. so he doesn't kill her out of compassion he kills her strictly because if you show weakness you are weak mm-hmm. like and i find that so much scarier like i he yeah they're just monsters yeah if he'll it. do that to her what's he gonna do to me you know yeah like <laughs> so good yeah so good um and I mean, speaking of Marlo, that final fight is pretty epic. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, it is. Oh, Although so I think it's funny that like he beats him. A bit. <laughs> right. like, he's been alive for like thousands of years, and then he's just like, mm. it's like, those Twilight rules. It's, it's the Josh, new new yeah. Twilight vampire blood. Yep. It's Josh Hartnett. Let's, let's, well, that's let's, true. Also, yeah, Josh Hartnett. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's funny um, because it's such a nihilistic film and so bleak in a lot of ways, but then it does have this like. He it does almost save, a happy ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does save the day. 
I mean, I, it's not a happy ending. Josh Hartnett dies. Well, it's that is not a happy ending. But <laughs> he also dies saving everybody, which is what yeah. he wanted to do the whole movie. I don't so think like, he wanted to die at... doing it. <laughs> no, but it, he at least saved Stella. He saved his brother. And like one thing I, I don't think I ever noticed, too, was like how many people were coming out at the end. Mm. Like, I didn't realize how many people had survived because I thought like I, <laughs> the previous times I watched it, it was like. When it's I, just the four TV. of them yeah it's just <laughs> the four of them that make it and then like i was watching it this time i was like oh there's more people like i didn't realize how many people did survive mm-hmm. and so i mean like but that is what he does like he's the town sheriff it is his job to save them mm-hmm. and he does so yes it's a, it, it's a bittersweet ending because he doesn't live but at least he dies doing what he wanted to do and that yeah. was save everyone he could and you feel like he gets this reconnection with Stella also, mm-hmm. you know, even though like, for, for just a brief moment. But he dies with the person he loves, you know. Yeah. Which yeah. sets up her journey for the next comic series and yeah. movie. <laughs> Which <laughs> After also, she's had a lot of plastic surgery and turns into someone else entirely. And ah. turns into Healy Sanchez. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, and I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into it, but like, it, it is kind Please of Please don't. It sounds really awful. <laughs> no 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 i'm talking about the book like Uh, yeah the movie like well in the book like this is gonna sound really weird and is it okay if i spoil something oh yeah okay so in the sequel she actually brings eben back to life (gasps) oh Um, Oh, yay (laughs) yeah so like i figured that might make you guys a little happy um but like in the book is he still She's like hot vampy? I was gonna say, is he still yes, a he's still a vampire. <laughs> um, so th- uh, it was. But does his stuff I, work? That's the important uh, thing. That, uh, that I don't know. They never sex. got a chance. It ended oh. before that. So, oh man. Like, um, but like, she is tracking down vampires and ends up learning of a way to resurrect one using their blood, uh-huh. or like, and ends up finding like she has, I don't know, like there was like a sample of his in like a hospital or something. So she's oh. able to like resurrect him and then at the end he bites her so sh- they just will live forever together oh okay that does make i me hope they work yeah. out their issues i do yeah. too yeah because well i don't remember i don't remember if they had the issues in the book i think they did mm-hmm. i don't remember um i just remember their last name was different oh. <laughs> like it was olman in the book like mm. not i always think it's it. so funny when they change like weird stuff like that in an adaptation like right um if i remember right i read somewhere but uh, that i think the actual town sheriff in you know i have to go look it up again uh, <laughs> yeah. you don't remember how to pronounce that town i was right see um his name was actually olman i believe at the time oh, so they didn't so. want to just be like hey turtle dude there's yeah. no similarity to people living or dead mm, <laughs> yes it's not the movie a little bit harder right <laughs> um but yeah it does set up like it, this very much does set up stella's journey and i kind of wish they would have told it more than the movie with mia kirshner and keely sanchez yeah which isn't really that bad but it's not that great either um one thing i did want to talk about since you do have a uh stephen king podcast mm-hmm. is um did you recognize the similarities to salem's lot i yeah i mean yes because there's the small town there's the mm-hmm. the kind of quartet that we get um in yeah i don't think i really thought too much about a connection between 
this town and Salem's Lot. I'm thinking sure. now, well, and I'm like, oh. Well, uh, it's it's less like. Is there like an Easter egg kind of thing? No, it's more. It, I mean, it's more like so, like the head vampires, like in Salem's Lot. Oh, Barlow, uh-huh. Marlow and Barlow, and then Barlow, mm-hmm. and then they have a human servant that comes and prepares mm-hmm. the town. So it's Straker and the Stranger. Oh, I didn't uh, catch that. I like that. Yeah, and then like the town does burn down in the end. That's like, true. Yeah. Salem's Lot is done by the heroes, and then and uh, in. 30 Days of Night is done by the villains. Yeah, to be um, fair, Stephen ha- King burns a lot of his towns down. <laughs> he right, does. Exactly. It's a very... He really does. <laughs> yeah. But yes, say. but this is the first... No, it's actually not the first one. It's uh, his fairy burns down, too. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that town, is an but... interesting parallel I hadn't noticed. Yeah, half of the romantic couple is turned. So Susan and then mm, Evan. Mm-hmm. And then the both he- the head vampires die while others escape. Ah, nice. So I, I was... I saw a little bit of that and i was like yeah oh. yeah <laughs> I, like, I never I picked up on the salem's up. lot similarities i always just think more of uh, dracula because of you know just like um the stranger dude is very much like a renfield, renfield character yeah yeah has mm-hmm. all of that so i always just think of like oh this is a really dark dracula yeah. type story I just thought- I found it was like it's not anywhere like they're not it's not like a ripoff or anything but like right. I think like thematically no. it's just it's yeah got a I lot never of thought kind of that. the same and beats and I thought that was really cool. I didn't Same either I, so good. because I love that there though. are yeah sorry. <laughs> no i just i i was like oh jen's coming out i'm gonna end up yeah no that, and i hadn't i hadn't really thought about that because they don't really feel like similar stories except for the vampires but they do have a lot of similar beats you know mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah but that is the movie yeah um, was there anything else we kind of wanted to go, go through or i think that was everything and- on my notes Josh yeah. Hartnett. Oh, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Josh yeah. Hartnett. yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a, one of our Losers Club episodes, we went on a whole tangent about being horny for Hartnett. Hartnett. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Ooh. the faculty. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. He's so hot in the faculty. And, you know, uh, H2O is still my favorite Halloween. So. I can't blame you. That's yeah. a good one. That's so a, yeah. Hot. But that's yeah. Like, well, that was his favorite role, isn't it? First role, isn't it? Or, like, it was. His, it was it, yeah. the introducing Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I that, think. And then uh, shortly after the Virgin Suicides. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. He's very hot. I've never movie. seen that one. It's oh. good. It's dark, but it's good. <laughs> I'll have to give it a try. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Clayton's been trying to get me to watch it. I've got it in my video. Like, I'll put it on the schedule. It'll make you watch <laughs> <Nice>. it. <laughs> and then I'll see it. That's, it might, that's it might be the, the, it might be the middle of 2024, but you will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better late than never, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so usually uh, we go through our final thoughts and personal scores. Um, so uh, usually it's between a range of five. Um, mm-hmm. Jen, did you want to start off with yours, or did you want me to go with mine first? Or? Um, it's up to you. I can go if you want to. Or yeah, go ahead. Um, I I really love this movie. I think it's um, it, like there's Josh Hartnett. Obviously, is the big draw for me. But I feel like <laughs> if he wasn't in it, I would still really enjoy this movie a lot. You know, like vampires are terrifying and they're really unique. Like I can't think of another vampire creature design that's like this you know it's brutal it gives me snow horror it gives me plows and like gigantic sword trucks you know and 
and just lots of it just is gorgeous you know and so I I just love it I don't think it's perfect so I'm probably going to give it four I think vampire teeth maybe yeah yeah i was gonna say uh i i actually have mine as a 3.7 ah, so i, I like very points. specific nice. i know well it's so for me it was it was wavering between the 3.7 and like or 3.8 and a, like a 3.5 mm-hmm. but like i just i really love like how much like tension and atmosphere this movie brings and mm-hmm. like you said the character design like i don't I can't really think of another vampire that's like this. That's yeah. just a feral, intelligent creature that's a completely different species than us. Mm-hmm. And it it's just or you know, like a hu- like a humanoid different species. Mm-hmm. And I I really like this movie. Um I do think it's a little hard to keep track of who the characters are mm-hmm. at times. Like I don't like I don't know anybody's names until basically the end. Usually, like they'll say them like once or twice, but it's not enough to like. It doesn't stick. Really with you. stick. With yeah. You. So like you're just like, oh, we lost Doug, and it was like, which one was Doug? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and it's like, oh, Doug's the asshole. Got yeah. it. Well, they're um, all wearing um, hats too. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, but you can recognize sense. them. I don't think you really need to know their names. Like, yeah. That's no, I don't think so either. But like, I, you know, they're talking Josh Hartnett's about people. name is Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Melissa George is Stella. Like we yes. got it. Um, <laughs> and I do think it is. Like I said, I think it's a te- it's a bit overlong. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, probably about fifteen minutes could cut out, and like it's an hour and fifty minutes. So this is a long movie too. Yeah, or a longer horror movie. So I mean, they could probably trim out a little bit, like fifteen minutes for me, and I think mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit tighter. Yeah. But other than that, I do think this movie is really good, and I think it was unfairly maligned. Yeah. Well, for my part. I really, really like this. Um, I think I would love it even without Josh Hartnett, but I can't factor Josh Hartnett out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it does have not even really pacing issues, but I do think you know it is a little, a little overlong. It never bothers me. Like I'm always happy to watch Thirty Days of Night, and I'm not bored. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, there is a tighter edit in there, so I would knock off like half a point for it but for me it's like it's a four and a half movie i love it mm-hmm. wow it gets me emotional. i didn't realize it was that high for you no i love 30 days of night i love it it hits all those spots i love winter mm-hmm. horror i love blood in the snow it's really brutal it's nihilistic it's got josh hartnett and melissa george mm-hmm. um it really just hits a lot of sweet spots for me so other than that tight little, just the tiny little thing of editing or pacing, because again, I, st- I still think it's paced very well. Just, I don't know that it needs to be that long. Yeah. It's just got um, like one too many chapters, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I just, I think there's, there's a couple points where it's just like, it's kind of the same thing where yeah. they're like, they're trapped and they're, they're hiding and they're trapped and they're hiding and they're trapped and they're hiding. And I'm like, okay, I get, I get it. We could push it a little bit more. Like if you're going to push it, push like like do the days and just show them doing the same thing and that like you don't need we don't need an extra beat of it you do like a musical montage you know yeah exactly like or just you know like oh my god i would have hated if this movie had a montage (laughs) to working for the weekend (laughs) yes that's what all musical montages should be set to i believe yeah or Or nothing's gonna stop us now what if that was i would have done like oh my god i'm just like bringing all the bodies to like the middle of the town or something like that like nothing's gonna stop us now as in like the song from (laughs) man in the apocalypse 
Oh. Oh, that's, that's nothing going to stop me now. Yeah. The principal. Yeah, no, she was. I was talking about the starship the that we brought up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me and song names. I never remember them. Oh yeah. See, I never remember what that song's called. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, I love that song. Oh man. No, I feel so nostalgic. I'll sing the whole now. thing. I will. <laughs> yes. I'll sing with you. I'll take Yay. Steve. Steve? Yeah, I think it's Steve. <laughs> um yeah so the budget of this movie was 30 million and then it did grow 75.5 million hmm. i mean it did it did okay it's not that's not a yeah. horrible 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 numbers and i'm I surprised it had a 30 million dollar budget yeah yeah i was gonna say well they built the whole town so i mean that's mm. uh yeah. that's where a lot of it went to yeah um, that salt ain't cheap you know yeah and also uh, sorry this is just totally random but i would have Instead of showing like them just hiding the whole time, I would have had all the vampires dragging the bodies mm, around. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think would have been a nice way to like, big... montage without montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and that would have given you a body count too. You yeah, know, it would exactly. have shown you the stakes a little more too. You know, because you get the big scene, but like after that, you it's strict. It's pretty much strictly with ju- just the group. Yeah. Like, so you're you're stuck with these like eight people. You know what would have been even dwindle. more upsetting is if it because they're eating them. So if mm-hmm. it was just like the eaten, have you seen Frozen? Yeah, yes. and you know when she like slides down the hill and she sees like the partially eaten body of spoiler of oh. a person in that movie. Like if the ta- if there was just a pile of like partially eaten body parts oh, in the middle of yes. the town, like how upsetting would that? Yeah, be? that was that was what I think. Like kind of they drag them all there or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, like their like, buffet. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean they uh, already have a total. Frozen like, would be a really good, the like, thing. Mm-hmm. Double billing with this, actually. Yeah. Oh, it would. Ooh. And it's also got Sean Ashmore in it. And oh my God! Why do we have Kevin all the Zingers. same crushes? <laughs> <laughs> I do love Kevin because we're smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but. Clayton, do we want to play the letterbox game? Of course, I want to play the letterbox game. So, um. <laughs> I always make Sean guess what this average is on Letterboxd. You mm. are welcome to guess as well, unless you already know it, but you don't I have do to. Um, Sean, you want to go first and make a guess? Yes. So, um, I this movie, I really, I think a lot of people have been talking more and more with like positive attitude towards this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think it's going to be a. okay what about you jen what do you think i was gonna guess 3.5 i think that's a good one i was between 3.5 and 3.3 so i'm going low (laughs) (laughs) well i hate to break it to you it is a 3.1 which i think is incredibly unfair so close i even for letterboxd i think this is more than a 60 (laughs) percent i bet in five years it'll be higher yeah, it is getting say. the reclamation. It's getting the well, actually, you know, or people were too hard, which I think is a lot of times I think is overdone, but I think it's justified here, you know. Yeah, mm. and I and I think in a lot and like this movie, I don't know. I it, it also came out like right at the start of like vampire phenomena, mm-hmm. and I think in a lot like in a lot of ways, like people, it's kind of the like the ET and the thing effect mm-hmm. a little bit. Where, like, everyone was so excited for E.T. And then this movie comes out that's, like, the thing comes out and it's this 
brilliantly beautiful, creepy, weird, scary movie that nobody knows what to do with, and everyone's in the middle of E.T. fever, and they're just like, no, that's that's trash. Right. I think this was very, uh, felt a little bit the same, where it's like we're in entering into a, like, really, this is like the height of vampires, this is doing something different, and I think some people liked it, but I don't think everyone did for that. What if I you, like, at the height of that vampire yeah, I do, too. Oh, oh I, I absolutely do, but, like, I, I think it might have gotten fairly malign, unfairly maligned simply because, like, it also, when it came out. Because a lot of the times that can affect when a mo- what how a movie does, yeah. too. Well, I wonder what... An- I should have looked this up. When did this come out? Do you know, like, what month it was released in? Uh, no, but I can look it up real quick. Give me I feel like it should be ramp. in the winter. Right. right. Watch. It was like an August release. Yeah, um, for real. Like, or July, 4th of right, July yeah. blockbuster. I, I feel, feel like, like it was probably dumped in like January October or February. October 19th, Really? Oh, so it got a Halloween release. Interesting. Yeah. It, it doesn't is... feel like a Halloween movie, though. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah, and that might be. And it doesn't thing. seem like the type of movie that would have had the legs to get through to. To like December when it feels. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, well, this is like right before winter and i would like i don't want that <laughs> yeah i want to watch like trick or treat tr- a trick or treat around yeah. the time you know well and also like i feel like the vampire craze then was like dreamy romantic empathetic vampires too and this mm-hmm. is an outlier in that and so i feel like once people really kind of got over the Edward and Bella thing, you know, and they were like, I want my vampires to be scary again. Cause I feel like the same thing happened with Fright Night, the Fright Night remake is that he is not a romantic vampire. He's super hot, but it's like, that's, that's not what we were wanting. We were wanting vampire romance at that time, you know? Yeah. Agreed. It's just, and it's sad because I do think this movie, like, a lot of people didn't like it and i i have always enjoyed it i've always yeah. thought it was like i bought it on dvd because i thought it looked really cool and then that was such a good decision yeah. and then i showed that to my mom and my mom loves this movie more than i do oh <laughs> like, wow that's a good mom like oh. wait, yeah i was gonna say my mom i love my mom my mom's cool <laughs> um but like she's not a she's not usually a horror person mm-hmm. but like maybe she one, likes she josh just, hartnett too it might be josh hartnett yeah. <laughs> my family looks not like my dad looks nothing like josh hartnett so i mean <laughs> oh. if it does she went against type <laughs> um, we all can have our little fantasies that's right. <laughs> yes that's very that is very true mm-hmm. um also that month the movie that made the most money is the game plan and why did i get married and saw four uh oh so yeah, like, the only one does. I remember existing is Saw Four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, the game plan grossed fifty four million. Mm. Why did I get married? Made forty eight, and then Saw Four was thirty eight million mm. that month. Saw so, Four, I mean, that's a much more Halloweeny movie because that was when there was yeah. like a Saw every Halloween. I yeah, think. every Halloween you go see the new Saw movie. Yeah, for for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's a fun franchise. Mm. I like the kooky mm. directions it goes. I yeah, it's it gets a little too gory for me, but I will always love it. Uh, I I can't handle the gore as much now that I'm older, but I quite enjoy the story of it. It just I I have to get through the gore. Yeah, (laughs) I just felt like it was 
it got a little too twisty turny mm-hmm. like oh, i loved it it like, was like wild things level killer, of ridiculous but there was a third killer behind and it's kind of <laughs> like we're supernatural too mm, yeah where it's just like here's the big bad just kidding here's the big bad this their mother even like, bigger just kidding. bad yeah yeah this bigger bad is their cousin mm-hmm. ah! like you know like oh you didn't hear of this big bad that's good because neither did we right like, <laughs> yeah 15 seasons of it were yeah. you and... saying a disparaging word about supernatural <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it helps when you have two extremely hot and likable yeah. leads that yes. then you can fudge your stories a little Su- bit yes yeah, supernatural was not fun of pansy was not full of pansy ass mama's voice <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> <sighs> i did catch your it was full <laughs> of thank you i was like <laughs> debbie Lou- loomis <laughs> oh. oh yes but yeah i 3.1 man i really can't yeah believe that. that feels low it's uh, almost oh. as upsetting as i know what you did last summer is 2.7 yeah oh. I- I know what you did last summer is two point seven, and I will never get over it. What are you waiting for? Yes. Man, I love that what are you movie. waiting for? Rate this higher. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh gosh, the Croker Queen needs your votes, and I need you to do it now. <laughs> okay. Like, go on. You don't have to get a five. I get it. Yeah. Give it at least a three, five, four. Give me that. All right. Yeah. Like, it's worth it. It's a classic. <laughs> it makes me terrified to ever like log urban legend oh because i feel like I that's gonna be like considered urban legend so much i love urban legend and i'm just it's scared so it's gonna be like a lower letterbox rating that may be one of my like that I, I think aside from scream that's my favorite 90s horror movie it's Ooh, that's so a good, one. good i love it and I, not just I, I love urban it. legend <laughs> it's michael rosenbaum isn't it oh <laughs> yeah Joshua Jackson. Also michael, michael rosenbaum Ooh, oh joshua jackson man and rebecca gayhart oh so many oh my god movies. rebecca gayhart's hair uh, oh love, that's my love, true love, love in that it. movie ding 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 <laughs> i love her so much <laughs> Um, I'm actually looking up the urban legend. Oh no! <laughs> one right now. I know you're gonna make me so sad. I won't no, tell no. you guys. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you guys. Oh, no, t- oh. do you, no. You just Don't said it a- all. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Uh, it's it's higher than I know what you did last summer. Is it under three though? <laughs> no. Is it like a two point nine or a two point eight? It's. it's- do you really want to know? I'm trying to yes, say. Yes, I really I'm just going to say, if you're listening to this episode, you need to get on Letterboxd and rate this stuff higher because that's, yeah. that's a sin. Because that's just sad. Yeah. Like, it's a 2.8. Oh. oh. Like, yeah. <sighs> I, it's a, that's way too low in my opinion. Yeah. Man, I was in such low. a good mood. I know. <laughs> hey, the one thing we could do is keep talking about them. And then talk about them on the podcast one day. That's true. And maybe those numbers will go up. It, well, if you ever talk about Urban Legend, you just let me know. I'll be there in a heartbeat. I, 
Oh, I'm okay. so adding you to it. Yeah, literally holding you to that. Like, oh my God. Say, I can when, talk about that movie till the end of time. I love I it. I was going to say, we're starting to work on next year's schedule and Ooh. stuff. So I'm like, I've been, it's on my list. It's yes. always on my list because I love Urban Legend so much. Yeah. I'll so just make I will, we will just write your name Urban next Legend. to it. And then yes. we're going to awesome. tell you when it's happening. We won't even ask anybody else. Let's just, that's going to be yours. Yes, please. Oh, thank you. That would make me so happy. <laughs> Alrighty, Jen, well, Jen, is there anything you'd like to plug, or do you want to give your socials out that way uh, we can, everyone could follow you? Yes, you can follow me um, at Jen Ferratu. Um, I'm doing mostly Instagram right now, but I'm still on Twitter. But if if it is a social that I'm using, it will be a Jen Ferratu. So check me out there. Um, you can find me co-hosting the Losers Club podcast, which is about Stephen King. And the Psychoanalysis Podcast, which is about horror movies and mental health. And we have an episode on 30 Days of Night from a couple of years ago. Um, so if you want to hear me talk more about Josh Hartnett, then check that out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, otherwise, just kind of writing. I do. I did write about Urban Legend and Brenda and me loving her so much. So if you follow me, I'll post everything there. So yeah, that's me. Yay. So if you want to find us on our socials. <laughs> We are considerably, I am mostly on Twitter, um, at just happy I'm to see better. you, number two, letter C, letter U. You can find our podcast on Twitter at triple M pod with three M's. You can find Sean sometimes on Twitter at, <laughs> hey, I've gotten better and it's smurf 013, S-M-U-R-P-H 013. You can find us both on Letterboxd. I am at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. And Sean, you are at Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. We have an Instagram, also triple M pod with three M's, a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. And if you want to contact us via email for anything, that is Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies pod at gmail.com. And those are our socials. that the longest one ever. (laughs) Yeah. So Clayton, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week we're taking a trip to classic rom-com land and watching my best friend's wedding. <gasps> what, a, what a weird trip this month has been. <laughs> we yeah, that's from a, in, feels like a very sharp turn. <laughs> yeah, it was, we went from, uh, so. I'm trying to ease us into Valentine's, you know. Ah, nice, yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers to Winter's Bone to 30 <laughs> Days of Night to My Best Friend's Wedding. Wow. And I'm just like, this is the most left turn we've ever done. <laughs> hey, I'm ever. here for it, though. Yes. Uh, Jen, it was so awesome talking with you. You've been absolutely fantastic. And oh, I and we are absolutely writing you in for Urban Legend. I hope you yes, know that. Please like, do that. Thank you. Say. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. I'm so glad you came, even though I still need to like add you to a group chat to just talk about Pearl. Um, <laughs> yes, and it sounds still, like <laughs> we still haven't done that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I love Pearl. Yeah, oh, I mean, so good. I could also talk about my crushes till the end of time too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say, don't we wa- talk about save boys. some for next time. <laughs> exactly. we got, we're gonna have another. I was gonna say, and if we're doing urban legend, we're gonna have multiple in that. Oh one. yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, lots of uh, my so-called life talk as well. <laughs> yes, I was, 
I was gonna say, or a little bit of Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Although one. he has his blonde hair from Cruel Intentions. Oh my God, <laughs> Cruel Intentions. Yeah. I need to, it's, we it's, need it's, to cover that. It's the biggest crime oh, well. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I. Well, I was going to say something, God, I, I missed the I was going to say, so it must be a lie. Um, well, if you yeah, don't have something to 90s. say, I was just going to say, <laughs> please <laughs> don't forget to give us maybe a five-star rate or even a review if you have the time. It helps us so, so much, like a fuck ton, especially on Apple. <laughs> um, don't forget to be kind to people out there. doesn't cost you anything. Jen, thank you again for coming. This was such a blast. I was having a down day and was like, I didn't feel like recording. And then we just had so much fun. So lovely time. Thank you so much. I cannot wait. And I'm already ready to to get the next urban legend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess until next time, we can all say goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Bye.